evening, that is. New York sports fans, my name is Danielle McCartan, and uh, today we will call this Danielle at Dinner Time or McCartan at your tailgate at MetLife Stadium. Uh, I am the super utility around here, and I'll be talking all things New York sports with you right up till 10 p.m. Settle in. It's going to be a long night here in New York City and beyond. And whatever you're doing at the moment, I appreciate you tuning into my show right now throughout the next couple of hours, whether that be on your car radio, on the FM or the AM stream, streaming from WFAN.com or on our free Odyssey app. And of course, we're here in the Big Apple, right around the corner from Taylor Swift's apartment. Connor Green and I are coming to you live from the Mike Francesa studio here in lower Manhattan. Go ahead, start dialing 877-337-6666. We're taking your calls right here in this first segment, so get aboard. Now, the Jets and Giants are on primetime this week. Why? The Mets season is finished. The Yankees season is finished. And breaking at 2.15 p.m. today, so is Buck Showalter's tenure in Queens. So settle in for a busy Sunday night show right here with me on the fan. The plan is to open with the Jets, then at 8 p.m. or 8.20 p.m., switch back over to Buck Showalter's firing because that's what it was. I don't care how they word it. We'll sprinkle in some Yankees and finish strong with the New York Giants. Now, if you're on your way to MetLife Stadium right now, I need you to call me up. If you're tailgating at MetLife Stadium right now, I need you to call me up. Because I'm not really sure how the Jets are going to be able to save themselves from embarrassment tonight. Really. First of all, just because Taylor Swift was there last week, 24.3 million people watched the Chiefs absolutely dismantle the lowly Bears in a 425 Eastern time game. The viewership tonight, the only show in the league happening... I'm telling you, it's going to top 30 million people. So ultimately, is it good for Zach Wilson that Taylor Swift will be in East Rutherford tonight? Well, yes, in a way, because it diverts attention away from him inevitably being the main storyline. And no, because tens of millions of people are going to be watching him get absolutely dismantled by the Chiefs' defense. This has a real chance to... uh, to get ugly tonight, fast. And after a cruel end of the summer for the Jets, just as I expected, the man, the mastermind, Aaron Rodgers is going to be at MetLife Stadium tonight as well. Welcome to New York. It's been waiting for you. And apparently, Rodgers has been in team meetings in the latter part of this week, coaching up the anti-hero Zach Wilson. And if you fan, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Strategy sets the scene for the tale. With Aaron Rodgers there this week, hopefully on Monday morning, Wilson won't be doing a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda like he was last week. I mean, how many open wide receivers did he miss? We're talking wide open. I mean, it's it's, it's like two on one single play. I remember that. I mean, it's just too many to count, honestly. And also... Karmatic that Taylor Swift will also be in the building. We saw all summer long how big of a fan Rodgers is of hers. And there's definitely going to be some camera time between Rodgers and Swift together. I think I would I would think so. I would take the over on that. Over one, yes, for sure. And never in my wildest dreams could I have ever conjured up the fact that Aaron Rodgers would be a jet, albeit injured, and Taylor Swift would be at MetLife taking in a game. I don't know. You have to, in a tiny way, 
in it in like the Grinch's little tiny little heart. You have to feel a tiny bit bad for Zach Wilson, who, I mean, just look at that interview he did in in the locker room just three days ago. It looked like he was tied together with a smile. In that last press conference, he said, or one of the last press conferences, he said, quote, I know I need to improve, and I promise I'm doing everything I can to keep trying to get better. I mean, I actually believe him. That's the thing. He he has completely changed in a 180, right? From, you know, he changed his reputation from last year to this year with with what he's saying. And, you know, I believe him. And, And really what he's saying is, this is me trying. That statement from the Jets locker room comes, of course, after Joe Namath said he has seen enough from Wilson and that the Jets, of course, they're working to prove Namath wrong. We get it. The reality is the Jets screwed Zach Wilson up from the very beginning. Not that I wanted the Jets to draft him. I didn't. On the record, you know that. They should have said no. But they definitely did not do anything to help him. Regardless of where he was drafted, he, for sure, needed the time to sit on the outside and develop. Mahomes, his opponent tonight, did. Hell, even Rodgers and Brady did. And a new system again this year, a new offensive coordinator after last year having a first-time offensive coordinator and a first-time defensive-minded head coach. I mean, the Mike White t-shirt division that the coach allowed to happen. And don't forget, I was there. I remember it all too well. Back to December 23rd, the entire stadium chanting Chris Streveler's name in a primetime Thursday night football game. So essentially... Zach Wilson was on his own. He always has been. And with Rodgers around, I mean, it's nice to have a friend. And he'll get better soon because he has to. Regardless, Zach Wilson will get the start tonight. And a 1-2 and two record for the Jets at this point feels way more helpless than the Giants' 1-2 and two record. Oh, and although the Giants are not out of the woods yet, with Barkley listed as doubtful, I mean, this will be, this Jets game will be more unbearable, uh, you know, than the Giants game is going to be. The more unbearable of the two primetime games, for sure. And, you know, yesterday, I I checked yesterday, the Jets were nine-point underdogs at home in primetime. And just before, I I saw they were down seven-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. Does that mean anything? I mean, probably not. I have the Jets losing to the Chiefs tonight, 30-10. to And the 10 was generous. They might even score seven tonight. I don't think it's going to be as much as 22. I'll be, that's for sure. Uh, I was thinking maybe maybe a special teams touchdown or defensive touchdown. That's the way they're going to get their seven. And I hate to be bringing doom and gloom to your tailgate right now. So tell me why. Tell me why the Jets can shock tens of millions of people tonight. That would be better than revenge against Namath, wouldn't it be? Well, three things. One, Number one, for one, I am sure the Jets' defense is hoping for a major glitch from the Chiefs' offensive line tonight. You know, astounding to me, Patrick Mahomes has only been sacked one time this season. Once! One time! So the Jets are going to need to get after him relentlessly and speed up his decision-making process and also keep the defense off the field as much as possible. You know what I mean? Better balance of the time of possession game. And number two, I, I mean, they need the Jets tonight need to completely negate Travis Kelsey. You got to make him a non-storyline because the Jets completely shut down Buffalo's tight ends, but they couldn't handle Dallas's or New England. So 
it, it's it's going to be a crapshoot on this one tonight. But if the Jets don't let get you know Kelsey going, they, they might be all right. Think about tonight, especially how many casual fans are there tonight, just because of Taylor Swift. Those casuals, they're rooting for the Kelsey era. And that treacherous momentum tonight that the Jets cannot allow, I mean, they can't let Travis Kelsey put him into a death by a thousand cuts kind of situation. Number three, uh, the way the Jets can maybe pull this one off and shock the world, Zach Wilson's going to have to have a bejeweled game. I mean, he needs to have an epiphany. Can we stop, too, with the offensive line sucks so bad narrative? Okay, it's not Kansas City's. It's not Dallas's. It's not Philadelphia's. But it has allowed Zach Wilson to have a pocket time of 2.7 seconds so far, on average, this season, per game. Now, now how significant is that? Because going into today's games, that's tied for most in the league among all 34 men that have started at the quarterback position this season. Uh, um and he's also tied with going into, these are the men that are tied. It's, it's Zach Wilson, it's Russell Wilson, it's Howell Fields and Richardson. Those guys have 2.7 seconds to throw this season. Now, if you want to expand it, uh, that's 2.7 seconds inside the pocket. Now, if you want to expand it to time to throw, well, I think that's probably better anyway because it also incorporates throws made outside of the pocket. And do you believe it? I almost fell off my chair when I saw it last night. Going into today's games, Zach Wilson has, on average this entire season, the most time to throw among every guy that's ever taken a stat from a center this season. By far, it's 3.22 seconds. 3.22 seconds. Second place then was 3.14 seconds, and that was Bryce Young. I mean, it's not close. And in fact, that's pretty clean, pocket-wise. So this narrative of the offensive line, oh, you know, woe is me, it's not that true. If you have the most time in the league to throw the ball, and that's the statistic, time to throw, then you better be efficient with it. And if he gets knocked around a little bit tonight, Zach Wilson, he's got to be able to shake it off. Because I want to see Zach Wilson also studying an iPad in his hands on the sidelines tonight and not having his teammates getting into spats with him. They need to calm down. So let's see if Zach can ride in on a white horse, be fearless tonight, and if not, you know, I know it's a delicate situation, but a change at quarterback probably has to happen at at halftime. Wilson, I think he knows. So yes, Zach Wilson will be seeing a lot of red tonight since he's been sacked on 9.5% of his drop pack so far. But if he can make quick, concise decisions and not play anti-hero ball, he might be all right. Ultimately, the Chiefs are going to play like the bejeweled Chiefs. Kelsey will do his archer celebration more than once tonight in the end zone, and the Jets will be the prey. The game will be over by the end of the first quarter. Your tears are going to ricochet. You'll have some champagne problems tonight in the parking lot. It'll be the same old haunted Jets. But I'd love to be wrong. That would be the best day. We'll have to wait and see. How do you see tonight going? Am I right on the money or am I crazy? I'm Daniel McCartan. Speak now. Call me up. 877-337-6666. Connor, should we break or go to it? Let's go to it. All right. Let's go uh, Josh in the Bronx. You're starting us up here on the fan tonight. I'm telling you, Daniel. I agree 
100% with you on Zach Wilson, man. Come on, how many times have we seen this repeat? You yep. know you have an icon over at MetLife tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, you know Taylor, he, that Taylor Swift man and that Kelsey man, they're going to be the show. Right. Never mind Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm with you. It's a crap shot. It really is. And just a quick thing on the Yankees mm-hmm. before I go. Luis Severino and Domingo Herman, they're gone. Gone. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Enjoy that chat game. I, I hope we're all wrong. I hope we're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Daniel. Thanks, Josh. Uh-huh. Appreciate it. Yeah, this could be a sad, beautiful, tragic game tonight. We'll see. I got it on in the studio. Connor's giving me the break sign. And um, I hope you stay, stay, stay through the break. My name is Daniel McCartan with you on The Fan. Losing him is blue like I never know. Missing him is dark gray all alone. Forgetting him was like trying to know somebody you never met. Lots of red at MetLife Stadium tonight. Loving him. Travis Kelsey, it was red. As I'm, I'm watching Channel 4 on the TV right now, they are live in the parking lot. Yes, Taylor Swift, the effect of Taylor Swift having on this game is probably a good thing for Zach Wilson, I would say, ultimately, because he's not going to be the main storyline. <laughs> uh, by the way, the Travis Kelsey jerseys are up 400%. Ticket sales doubled. Minimum prices jumped to 43%. I wonder what it was... Um, I'm trying to get onto Ticketmaster right now uh, because when I checked the other day, it was like $75 to get into, just, you know, get in the door price uh, for the Jets in this game. And then she announced she was going. And right now, the get in the door price to get to MetLife Stadium is $130 without fees. And that's row 37. Oh, section 148. That's not so bad. Maybe people are dumping them. I don't know. But, uh, you know, uh, we continue. We'll discuss uh, this this Jets Chiefs primetime Taylor Bowl on this busy Sunday, of course. The Mets fired manager Buck Showalter. Yes, it was a firing, no matter how you word it. He was basically told not to come back. Um, You know, he resigned. They weren't bringing him back. I'm Daniel McCartan. We'll get back to the calls. 877-337-6666. We go out to Queens. Richie, you're up next here on The Fan. Hey, Daniel, how are you? Great, how are you? Yeah, well, I'm sitting on the... uh on the cross Bronx here mm-hmm. and it's always a pleasure to talk to you even in, when the traffic is as bad as it gets. Yeah. But, um, well, it was shocking. Uh, no, I'm not shocked that Buck, I, I felt that Buck probably doesn't want to be involved anymore, but I just heard that what you just said. Um, and I think it, it's a combination of like, is he going to be sitting around as they rebuild? Is he the guy? But I, I, I'm not totally shocked that he's gone, but listen real quick. When I reflect back on obviously the baseball mm-hmm. season, and the anticipation of this football season before it started about obviously Rogers, about, about, uh, uh, Jones signing the big contract, about them upgrading the defense, about how good it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And we are closer to a debacle at this point. Let's hope it doesn't turn out like the baseball teams did. Right. But I was on last week with, with, uh, JR and I had said that this was a must game last week for the Jets with, uh, against the Patriots and it's a must game tomorrow with Seattle. And he said, oh, but do you think that's kind of early? I said, no, because they have to get confidence in Wilson. Yeah. And if they're going to do that, let them do it with a lesser team. That's obviously you could see how bad they are, how bad they're getting beat up. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't beat them there. And now the Giants tomorrow is how relevant it's going to be. They go one and three, and then they got Buffalo, and they got, uh, they got Miami. 
So, yeah, these are two must games. And the only thing going for the Jets, Danielle, in my 65 years of listening and watching, mm-hmm. is that everybody is not giving them a chance. And when that happens, some way, somehow, maybe they get a scheme that you can keep it close. Maybe the defense can keep it close to the fourth quarter. Well, that's how they beat the Bills, the big. special team, too. He, brought, he returned a punt all the way. So, yeah. So That's exactly right. I and, know. and if he can do, just to end it, if he could do something like that on a positive note, not just the fact that it's a win, but it would be so beneficial to get a little belief in Zach. Yeah. Always a pleasure, Daniel. Richie, thanks for the call, and, and uh, be safe in the traffic out there. Um, yes, I mean, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for the game that Zach Wilson becomes, you know, the guy, and he, and he shows you on, on more than one occasion a good throw. Like, you've seen splashes of it, and it's just never been consistent enough. Now, is it going to happen against the Chiefs? Probably not, right? It's probably not. But I, I understand where you're coming from. It's just really hard for me to watch Zach Wilson week in and week out. I mean, here we are talking about special teams touchdowns and defensive touchdowns to just, what, keep him in the game? I mean, when I gave you my score prediction of 30 to 10, I mean, I don't, do I think the Jets are going to put any points up on the board? I don't, I mean, uh, offensively, I don't think so. I actually put, I forgot to do my score bet, which I always do, but um, the Buck Showalter news kind of threw me for a loop today. But I, I did a, I did one prop, just one prop bet for the Jets game tonight. Travis Kelsey, two or more touchdowns. And you saw Patrick Holmes after the last week's game, and he was like, listen, I, I had to get the ball to Travis Kelsey because I knew Taylor Swift was in the building. So she's going to be there again tonight. Um, it's Kelsey automatic touchdown tonight. I'm going to. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, you're just looking for Zach Wilson to, to show something, to show a pulse, to, to show that he understands what he's looking at when he lines up under center. I mean, is that something we should be talking about? About an NFL quarterback? Well, I don't know. The line moved. So maybe the uh, the mentorship of Aaron Rodgers in the building this week helped somewhere along the line. I don't know. All right. I'm sorry about this, but we have to take a quick, quick, quick break. And then we've got an update. And I'll be back with you right on the other side of the 7 p.m. hour. My name is Daniel McCartan on The Fan. Welcome back to The Fan. My name is Daniel McCartan. Hanging with you till 10 p.m. Yes, live shot at MetLife Stadium happening right now on Channel 4. I'll keep you updated all night long on this Jets-Chiefs game. I appreciate you hanging with me now and, and throughout the rest of the night. I mean, man, the, the Taylor Swift effect is crazy. But I know you're interested in the football. But, uh, I, I, you know, I, I kept hearing all week uh, all these dads calling in to, to, to hear and, and to the other station. I do listen to them as well at times. And, you know, just all these dads calling in and they talk about how their daughters never really wanted to watch football with them. That was never me, by the way. And then all of a sudden, they not only just want to watch the game with them, like they want to go to the game with their dads. So if you're a girl dad listening right now, maybe with your daughters, I want to hear from you. It's a beautiful thing. And just so you know, just so we're very clear, there's no room for Taylor Swift slander on my show. <laughs> go go call someone else with that garbage because I'm not having it. So no Taylor Swift slander on my show tonight. And it's a great thing if your daughters are idolizing such a strong woman. 877-337-6666. Man, in the order that you call, we are we are full here. But let's go to Philip in Jamaica, Queens. What's going on, Philip? Hello, thank you uh, for taking my calls. Thanks Always for making it. Um, I want to talk to you about Jets and Zach Wilson. I don't think enough people's bringing up this point. And I'm not saying Zach Wilson's not there. But here's my point. 
not enough people's bringing up about the offensive line. What about it? Okay. And, well, when you, the offensive line's not that good. Well, wait a second. He's got the most time to throw in the entire league. By far. Maybe it is. So that narrative's kind of old for me. It's about him making better decisions. But when, uh, but also, like, based on last year, maybe he's panicking because Could he's be. afraid he's going to be rushed. Could you get be. what I'm saying? Based on last year? Yep. Like, like, look what happened to Daniel Jones. Yep. He's spooked. For sure he's spooked. I mean, he's so spooked I, I, that he can't see the, he can't. He's not even looking over the line to see the guys, the checkdowns right in front of him. I'll give you that. I mean, and let's be clear. I'm not saying this offensive line is, is, is elite by any means. But Zach Wilson does have the most time to throw going into this week's games across the entire league. Well, I didn't know that. But the thing is, uh, my point is, not only did Douglas not get a backup quarterback, which I think was a mistake, he, I don't think he really addressed the offensive line. Mm-hmm. He didn't get a new lineman. He didn't really draft an offensive lineman. Elijah oh, Vera Tucker could be a pro bowler uh, you know, any year. Yeah, that's true. And he is back. From the injury, I'm just saying if they focus more on the offensive line, I, I like you said, I think Zach Wilson spook. It's like could be like, and, and, and he's trying to get everything um, earlier, mm-hmm. and and he's scared he's throwing an interception. Um, I think he's basing it on last year because last year the offensive line wasn't that good, so he's used to used to the offensive line um, not being good. So maybe it's better this year. Mar- marginally, Phil, but the offensive line is marginally better. But he does have this is this is next gen stats here. Zach Wilson has three point two two seconds to release the ball. The second place guy, three point one four seconds was Bryce Young. That's like not close. Like Zach Wilson has the most time to throw the ball in the league. With that, I can't help but let my mind wander to see what Aaron Rodgers would do with that time to throw. You know. And and even if you take the throws outside of the pocket away, the unscheduled throws, he's still got 2.7 seconds in the pocket. That was tied for most in the league, too, um, going into today's games. I obviously didn't factor in any of the today's games into this because that wouldn't be fair. But, yeah, like, he's got time to throw. Like, this narrative of the offensive line is terrible, awful, no good, very bad. It's not It's not elite, but it's not as bad as everybody. this, this narrative that has been created for it. Zach Wilson needs to be better. Period. Can he be better tonight against the Chiefs? I mean, we'll have to wait and see. I, I mean, I'm I'm not optimistic, but we'll see. Right? It's and, and I don't know what the answer is at halftime. I mean, I'll be here. We'll be here at, at halftime. You're going to see a change of quarterback. Maybe if he can't get a first down in the first half, which is very possible. You might see a change to quarterback at quarterback at halftime. You might. And on this pregame set here at the Meadowlands, I don't see a single Jets jersey in the crowd. They're all red. That's going to be a problem for the Jets as well tonight at home. Douglas in the Bronx, you're up next on the fan. Carrie Underwood, uh-uh. Taylor Swift, uh-uh. No, Danielle McCartan is the must-go-to option on this Sunday night in my residence. Good evening, Douglas, I didn't even pay you to say that. Thank you. No, that's (laughs) right. Uh, It's my pleasure. My pleasure. By the way, I don't know if I missed this, but did you play any trumpets to send the Mets and Yankees into the offseason? You know what? uh... I I had it out today, and I forgot to bring it. I was going to bring it tonight, and I forgot. So next week it is. 
Okay. All right. I'm I'll, I'll glad to remind you that. Yeah, um, please. Let's go. Let's go. Liberty. Uh, the uh, the New York best chance to earn a pro title. That's right. In, in the near future. New York <laughs> Liberty go. book their ticket to the finals against the Las Vegas Aces. Mm. The matchup everybody was expecting. It's now happened, and I think they have a really great chance to win it. And I also credit the New York Liberty. I think they're a big reason the WNBA viewership is up. Uh, you know, major market. You got a great team. Yep. Uh, super team. So, super, yeah. So, we talked about yeah, that. Good luck to them. Two caveats for you tonight, because you mentioned in the in the intro, uh, the twenty four million last Sunday. That also includes the, the Dallas's loss to Arizona. So just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll get twenty million tonight because of the Jets. And uh, it's hard for Sunday Night Football to get over 20. So, not 30. <laughs> but I think it'll easily get over 20. Yeah, because of the Taylor Swift. And, and I, I know we, you mentioned a lot, but don't dis- dispute the casual fans that are going to tune in. Um, legendary wide receiver, Jerry Rice, played for many years in the NFL. By far, he has admitted, he gets stopped in the street. More for him competing on Dancing with the Stars than he ever did with the 49ers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, no, I yeah. believe it. Well, uh, so, Douglas, I mean, thanks for the call there. This is this is the, the casual fan night. and I mean, you could see it already on the pregame show on Channel 4. It's already casual fan night, and that's not really great for the Jets that a lot of these people are going and wearing red. This could turn ugly really fast. And And just like the Packers, did you see the statement the Packers put out? Because most of their Lambeau field was blue. People wearing blue in that Lions game. The Packers put out a statement. I don't know if it was tr- fake news or real news, but I did see something. The Packers put out a statement that said, please don't sell your tickets to Lions fans. I mean, that's something that the Jets should have put out ahead of this game. Don't sell your tickets to people that are going to come for Taylor Swift. Sell them to Jets fans. Eric and Ron Konkuma is up next on the fan. Hey, Danielle. You know, this is why I love you, because you come out, and you bring the stats with you. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a great stat about the uh, how much time he's got in the pocket. Yep. But look, I'm I'm just I'm just getting home from the Met game, right? And uh, you know, it was it was it was a good day, despite the the, the score. You know, it was uh, you know we finally got some great weather the way it was. I know. This week. Yeah. You know, so uh, you know, but I, I really have a feeling that we're going to be, you know, seeing a trifecta. You know, with the, with the, an end of the season, the, the Mets and Yankees both ended their season today, and I have a feeling that the Jet game is going to end their season tonight. You know, unofficially, slash, however you want to look at it, I, I just don't see any way that they can win this game, even if they got to the point where Taylor Swift took over as quarterback from home. She could probably still, you know, with as much momentum she's got, could probably still win the game. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just crazy. I mean, but the whole thing, quite honestly. Because I'm going to DVR the game. I gotta go, you know what my work schedule is like. So i gotta, I got to get some sleep before I go to work. But, uh, you know, I mean, this this game has kind of turned into a clown show, quite honestly, because of all the attention that, that's, you know, turned into this topic without it being focusing on the game itself. And mm-hmm. it's a shame, you know, because it does, like you said, it does take away a lot of focus on Zach Wilson, which might not be a good thing. Because, you know, I, I've been hearing the last couple of days people just saying, well, you know, the, I don't think it's fair. You know, uh, I feel bad. And look, I do feel bad for him. 
to a certain extent. But, I mean, it's at the point where he's played enough where he he shouldn't be the quarterback. I'm sorry. Well, I, you know, I, yeah. uh, Eric, I mean, I, I've seen enough. And just like Joe Namath, as I sit here, thanks for your call, in, in the Joe Namath jersey that I am wearing, I, I've seen enough. I mean, I, I, I have seen enough from Zach Wilson to know that, you know, uh, when the Jets got Aaron Rodgers, I sat here on this radio station and I said, the priority should be to get a veteran backup in there and then let Zach Wilson be the number three, QB three. And only he should only see the field in case of emergency. Now, the Jets didn't do that, and that's a big mark on Joe Douglas's otherwise blemish-free general managership. But the second, and, we, and I, I put it on a video that went quite viral on, on Twitter, that the second... Oh, maybe not. It wasn't that one. It was another one, which I did uh, for a a local TV program on New Jersey. Um, But the second that Aaron Rodgers went down, Joe Douglas should have been on the phone. Now, here we are now in week four. And they bring in Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon is the guy that they bring in. Why? Because, yes, he's non-threatening to Zach Wilson. We get it. Of course. Like, they don't want to threaten Zach Wilson at all. But Trevor Simeon does not make your team any better. It's just, I shouldn't say that because anything would be better than Zach Wilson. Uh, but it, it doesn't make you even a, a, a playoff type team. It just doesn't. Period. Stop. So the move, I, I can I still, every time I see the headline, I, I scroll past it. I cannot believe the Jets rejected Matt Ryan's call. I cannot believe that the Jets rejected Carson Wentz call. Why are you punting on the season so early? That's my question, and that is a huge mark on Joe Douglas's tenure here. We go out to Queens. Ben, you're up on the fan. Congrats to the Liberty. That's right. Jaquel Jones, the person that everybody sort of left to the side, stepped up and saved this team the last three games of this series. If we're to beat the Aces, that's the woman right there. Because everybody's going to be focused on Sabrina. Everybody's going to be focused on Stewart. Mm-hmm. Okay? MVP. But, it's league MVP, Stewart. That, peop- that people forgot. They forgot. And Jack Hall Jones is there. And I told you in the beginning of the season, she needs to have a big playoffs for them to, to beat the Aces. That's right. And she's starting to do it. Let's, I hope All she's right? getting hot right at the right time. Let's do it. Lights out to the the Yankees. Hey, a winning season. Hey, a big disappointment. Yep. No said. Oh, but now then it was get... winning. They had a winning season, though. Come on. Okay. Well, I said. I know. Come on. Season, Stupid. But that's not the. That wasn't the objective. Right. Now for tonight's game, I don't care about Taylor Swift. I don't care about Kelsey. I don't even care about Wilson. I care about Hackett. You know where I was with this. I said. Be enemies out there, get the enemy. Mm. I don't care about Rodgers. I need I need not Hackett. You got Hackett to get Rodgers. That's right. Okay? And now you got an offensive coordinator that does not how to know how to use Brees Hall. Yep. You got an offensive coordinator that wants to win on the arm of Wilson. Yep. It's not gonna I happen. Need, we're facing Kansas City. I don't care about your fantasy teams. I don't care about your narrative. Four yards per play, work the clock, 
get it down. Every drive ends with points, hopefully touchdown. Yeah, I want to ugly this game. Oh, up. It's, I don't it is care not happening tonight. Game. It's not. And 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 thanks for, thanks for the call there, Ben. You know, Zach Wilson, you know, somebody called me up last week and said, you know, it's not Zach Wilson's fault. He didn't throw any interceptions. Yeah, well, he also didn't have any touchdown passes. He also threw for 4.4 yards per throw. I mean, that's not going to win you a game. The the main X factor tonight, and yes, it's going to be Brees Hall. It's going to be the running game. I need to see jet sweeps, RPOs, play action fakes, play action, actual play actions. Like, I need a little bit of trickery tonight. Because it can't just be the same old run, run, pass, punt. Or pass, run, run, punt. Predictability. It has to be unpredictable tonight on this national stage. It has to be. And if you think Zach Wilson is going to throw the ball 35 times and you're going to win the game, um, you're mistaken. All right, I understand you guys have been waiting on hold. I see you. Please stay. Um, my name is Daniel McCartney. We'll continue to talk about this Jets, Chiefs, Taylor Swift Bowl <laughs> next right here on The Fan. Welcome back to The Fan on this very, very busy Sunday evening. The New York Jets are set to take on the Kansas City Chiefs in Sunday night football. And yes, Buck Showalter announced in a pregame press conference that he, in fact, will not be back managing the Mets uh, beyond today. It's it. It's over with. And essentially, it wasn't him resigning. It was him being told to resign or else he was going to be fired. So I don't care how you word it. Buck Showalter was fired earlier today. And um, honestly... And I want to get into this a little bit later once this Jets game does start because we have all kinds of calls about Jets quarterbacks. But ultimately, actually, I, I think I think it was a good move. And I know all the Buck Showalter apologists are going to call me up and try to blast me and all that. But ultimately, I think it was a good move for the New York Mets. Bob in Delray Beach has been hanging on for a while. What's going on, Bob? Yeah, it, I, I think it was just a, a, a tragedy to get rid of Buck Showalter. He's a, he's a Hall of Fame manager. He's been managing uh, you know, many, many teams. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what they did was they got rid of all the better pitches and everything else, and they left him with a team that he couldn't manage. So uh, these the, the owners that have money to buy players got rid of Buck Showalter. And I, th- I think I think that, that I wonder where he's going to go now, and I wonder who, who the Mets are going to hire to be their manager for this year. Well, Bob, let me ask you a question. How many postseason games did he win for you? <laughs> um, well, I can't tell you how many. One. But, I'll uh, tell you. One. Okay. Well. So. Huh. But, but look at his record. He's been around. He's, he's, That's fine. He whole, That's fine. He's but he was. But he's not the right guy for this team. That's it. That's, it, was a, it was a bad fit. It was a bad fit. He won one. Just one. Postseason game for this Mets team. That's it. He had a hundred win team and he won one wild card game and he got outscored thirteen to one in the other two losses against the Padres. I I, I agree, but but uh, but what? But, but he didn't give him the team. That I'm was talking about. Help. Oh, sure. This year they were dead in the water by by the trade deadline. But last year he had a hundred and one win team and he couldn't even get to the next round. That's true. That's true. Well. So, I mean, Bob, I, it's, it's time for, I know, listen, I feel bad for the guy. He's a baseball lifer, all of that. You know, of course a Hall of Fame career. He's not the right fit for this team. You saw it this year. 
101 win team last year, or whatever it was, wins one game in the postseason. Just one. Outscored in the losses 13 to 1. Shut out in one of them. I mean, I mean, come on. What are we doing here? Get somebody else in there. And, and I wanted, to, again, I wanted to do this more so once the, uh, once the Jet game gets started, because I, I, all these Jets calls are on hold, and all of a sudden, 820, boom, they're going to drop off. I, I've been here. I've done that, okay? Let's go to Tim in Norwalk, Connecticut. You're up next right here on The Fan. Hey, Danielle. Uh, man, I hope you didn't make that guy cry because you just laid into him. But, not but, in a, but in a it's nice true, way. though, yeah. It's nothing and listen, false. I know you're a Yankee fan, but I, I mean, am? this is not the same story with Buscoe Walter. Mets need, a young, uh, Mets need a young coach, but... Hey, whatever. I mean, I like that you represented it, even though it's a stupid stat, but I mean, 31 straight uh, positive seasons. And I actually called in regarding the Jets. Uh, sure. Uh, do you have any idea what the uh, the show up is uh, with the, like, the tailgate and the crowd? Like, is it going to be more Kansas City? Like, is it going to be one of those games where like, the Steelers <laughs> come to town tonight? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be. I mean, I, I'm seeing just quick shots. There was a live shot and then, then local news, and then it went to the, 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 uh-huh. to the pregame. It's all red. They're all jer- red jerseys around there. So I swear I rather watch I rather watch Super Bowl press conference week and the Pro Bowl than listen to this Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And by the way, I had the guy Andrews on Baltimore in t- uh, tight end, so I hope uh-huh. I'd like to see uh, Kelsey knock up to that. But come on, if everyone's a Jets fan and you just said you're wearing your name at Jersey, I'm wearing my uh, uh, Mohammed Wilkinson jersey. Oh, actually. yeah. Obviously, no. Yeah. I mean that's a throwback right there, yeah. and obviously not really a throwback, but at the same time, yeah. Everyone just stop bashing his team like this. It, you think booing a team is going to actually make this team play better? No, these guys are prima donnas half the time, especially the wideouts. Garrett Wilson doesn't catch one catch tonight. Oh, he's going to really lay it into uh, his coach, the quarterback, and half his offense. I mean, but did, yeah. Anyway, wasn't I'll, he one of the guys I'll, on the sorry. sideline last week? Well, I, he, was he one of them that that laid into Zach Wilson on the sideline last week? I was here. I yeah, was... it's a typical. It's a typical. It's the same angle that you see on CBS all the time, and it's mm-hmm. obviously Romo talking about it. And it's from, like, the uh, uh, bank left-hand side or whatever of the end zone or whatever. And it looks at him, like, walking past him back mm-hmm. and forth. Everyone remembers to, uh, Diggs and uh, Josh Allen last year. Yeah. But, hey, at least uh, we could say that we beat the Buffalo Bills. That's right. Wilson. A lot of Jets fans forget about that. Yeah. After getting thrown into the fire on September 11th. Yeah. So, anyway, J-E-T-S. That's how we spell it, okay? That's right, Tim. J-E-T-S. We'll see what happens tonight. I- I'm not optimistic. I- I'm just realistic. I'm not optimistic about this game tonight. I would love to be wrong. I would love for the Jets to upset the Chiefs in front of what I'm expecting to be 30 million viewers tonight. I want to turn on my TV tomorrow morning, turn on today's show, and have Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kopi and-, and whatever his name is, the guy on there. I forget his name at the moment. But I want to hear them talking about how the Jets shocked the NFL by beating the Chiefs. I want that. It's really hard for me to, I don't know, expect that. So expect the unexpected, on especially. That's why I never pick night games, Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night games for my survivor pools ever. But I did pick the Chiefs tonight. So please, oh, Alessandro in Sycamore Park. You're up on the fan. Ciao. Hi, uh, first time in a long time. I'm actually uh, good friends with Ray, who speaks very highly of you, so that's just one quick thing. Thanks. Um, I called today because I, I 100% agree with you. I mean, come on. Trevor Simeon, this is all we can do? Yeah. We can't get Wentz or, or Minshew or Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, yes. I mentioned him I mean, last week. The... I know, right, yes. No, no, no. I mean, and now the, 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 uh, the Vikings stink. And then the Rams stink. I mean, they, is this is this going to be a punt season? 
that's listen when when everybody was clamoring for the Jets to go and get a quarterback. Wentz. I mentioned Wentz. I mentioned Matt Ryan. I was on the air when that net came out. I mentioned Colt McCoy even, too. He's got a higher quarterback rating for his career than Zach Wilson over the last two seasons. I mean, I'm sorry, over his last two seasons than Zach Wilson has for his entire career. I mentioned Colt McCoy by name. I mean, you come in and you get Trevor Simeon. That, to me, signals a punt team reaction for this Jets team. I mean, unless unless they have something else in the pipeline, that's a punt team situation for sure. It's a, and I have to question. I mean, I want to root for Robert Sala, but, you know, listen, Zach Wilson stinks. However, how do you get a, a rookie defensive coach? You get an yeah. offensive coordinator as a rookie. Yep. You get no backup with any experience. You get a quarterback coach who has no experience. I mean, the kid was, you know, he, he stinks, but they didn't he was set up chance. to fail. Yeah, he, he was set up to fail from the beginning, Alessandro, and that's a great point, and I mentioned that in the open. Yeah. All of that for all of those reasons, and then last year, don't forget you had the the the, the Mike White T-shirts that divided that entire locker room, and the head coach allowed it to happen. I mean, really, like I feel a little bit bad for Zach Wilson and all that he had to endure. Yes, he 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 said some some really crappy crap, uh, <laughs> crappy crap against uh, uh, how his teammates, you know, they could be playing better. Whatever he said, I I totally that's not great. But he's a changed man now, and he's saying, "Listen, I'm trying to get better. I'm doing everything I can to get better." Problem is, he's just he's just not good enough. And and now he's in a new system with a new offensive coordinator who doesn't seem to know or be able to play to his strengths and stay away from his weaknesses. So all of these things, you know what I mean? It's 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 a lot. And I feel like we're having the same exact conversation like like we did about uh, what's his name, uh, Sam Darnold, in the same way. So yes, the Jets did him no favors when they first went and you know drafted him and all that. With with all of those reasons, they never really set him up for success, and they're just hoping for the best. And this is what you get. Eddie Long Island's up on next on a fan. What's up, Ed? Hey, you just mentioned Mike White. I actually want to piggyback on that. Yeah, you remember this team last year? The guy comes out, black jacket on, mm-hmm. broken ribs, and the fan base was behind him. Mm-hmm. Teammates are giving all they got for this guy. And what do the Jets do? They, they let him go. Yep. They let him go to Miami. Yep. You picture him on the Jets. This is your, this is your backup quarterback. That's right. You got Mike White playing tonight. You tell me how many Kansas City Chiefs fans are going to be in that stadium. Yep. That's going to be sold out with New York Jets fans. Yep. And, again, that's on Salah. That's on Douglas. My that's question right. is, end of the season, they have one or two wins. What happens to Sal and Douglas? Do they keep him or do they let him go? Thank you. Yeah, Ed, that's a great question there. Um, and by the way, Mike White signed a contract with the Dolphins, of course. Two years, $8 million. You mean to tell me the Jets couldn't afford that? Like, the ideal quarterback room, and I said it when it happened, the ideal quarterback room would have been Rodgers, White, Wilson, in that order. Two years, $8 million. They let him go. Well, and they, they didn't re-sign him, and that's what he ended up signing for. You mean to tell me that they, they couldn't afford that? So, um, other than this quarterback debacle, I think Joe Douglas has done an excellent job. I really do. I think so. Um, I mean, look, think about it. He picked the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year last year, Tremaine Johnson. Like, you can go through it. But, ultimately, I was, who was I telling this the other day? I was talking to somebody about this. If Aaron Rodgers... Once Robert Sala back, he's going to get him back. He'll be back. If Aaron Rodgers is like, nah, I want to go in a different direction, Robert Sala's gone. 
It is all going to be up to Aaron Rodgers. Ultimately, I don't think there's going to be a change. As of this moment in time, I think everybody will be back next year. Of course, subject to change. See how the season plays out. But as of right now, today, October 1st, I believe everybody will be back, including Aaron Rodgers, and everything will remain the same. We go to Marty in Westchester. What's up, Marty? Yes, good evening, Danielle. Actually, the caller right ahead of me stole my thunder because I wanted to talk about uh, Mike White also. Mm -hmm. I firmly believe that if Mike White uh, didn't prove to be so injury-prone, I think he would still have a spot on his jet roster. But, Marty, it's not like a a hamstring or something. He was frigging assaulted every game. He broke his ribs because the offensive line was terrible. That, that to me, is not injury-prone. Just like Aaron uh, Aaron Judge stubbing his toe in in, in L.A. this year. That's not injury-prone. That's just bad luck. That's true. That's true. I'll I'll definitely give you that. But the point I'm trying to make is that I think he he, he was more equipped to be a backup on this team than than Zach Wilson was. I totally agree with you. And, you know, I was actually at the game two years ago against the Bengals when he, he lit up the scoreboard. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was on the radio that day. It was so fun being on that radio yeah, that day absolutely. when the Jets are winning. Absolutely. But, you know, it's it's unfortunate. Uh, I mean, he, he was beat up pretty bad. I mean, he didn't, he didn't have any protection from the offensive line. It's a shame because he has, he, has he has a presence in the pocket that Zach White doesn't have. Uh, Zach but, Wilson. Uh, Zach Wilson, yeah. I should say. Yeah, Zach Wilson develops these happy feet. First, first read right. is not open, and then and then he doesn't know what to do with it. He panics and, and wings the ball. I mean, it's the same story. Right, right. I, on a side note, I just want to make a point about today's games. I think the feel-good story today, uh, I, I really feel good for the Denver Broncos after what they went through last week with that horrible loss uh, um, to the Dolphins. They bounce back, and they, they win a game on the road. I think that's, that's, that's a nice story for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's all I have, Daniel. Have a good evening. All right, thanks, thanks, Marty. Appreciate it. Thanks for thanks for checking in for tonight. Um, yeah, and and I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how the Jets can pull this one off. Some magic. I, I don't really know. Um, I don't know. I'm getting some tweets coming in uh, about the Jets and score predictions and all that at Coach M C C A R T A N. And everybody's finally catching on to what I did in the open. There were almost fifty. Taylor Swift references in my opening monologue from tonight, by the way. And everybody's finally starting to catch on. I'm happy about that. Thinking about it all day. And by the way, in Zach Wilson's last five starts, the Jets averaged just 8.9 points per game. Do with that what you may. I'm Daniel McCartan. I'll be back with you right here on The Fan. My name is Danielle McCartan. Uh, obviously, there's a big game going on at the Meadowlands tonight. MetLife Stadium, Chiefs, Jets, Sunday Night Football. Ways that the Jets can not embarrass themselves tonight and on a national uh, stage. Uh, I've got three. A mate, and these are all in the vein of Taylor Swift here. One, a major glitch from the Kansas City offensive line. They haven't given up one single sack yet. Patrick Mahomes has not been sacked yet this season or maybe it was at one time either way that's amazing two not death by a thousand cuts by travis kelsey and number three zach wilson needs an epiphany and cannot play the anti-hero ball 877-337-6666 we go to jarvis in harlem what's up jarvis hey Daniel. how you doing good how are you i'm good i'm good yeah i was just 
about to talk about the New York Jets and is a they about to ready to play against the Chiefs, which I think is going to be like a, a blowout. Which yep. I don't think the Jets will have a shot to win this game. I don't either. But yeah. Every, yeah, yeah, because it's going to be ugly, but you know what? But I see everybody want to talk about if they if they get blown out because I think that, oh, they they want to play um, Zach Wilson um, next week game against the Broncos, which they which is going to be a challenge when go to Denver with the altitude. But I don't know who you're going to put, put in. I mean, with Trevor Simeon, everybody can say, like, they need a, a backup quarterback like uh, Kirk Cousins or um, – Carson wins or some other quarter Minshew or something like that. I mean, they're going to make a difference. They're probably going to be one and five. They got the after Broncos. They got um, then they got the Eagles, which is not they never beat the Eagles of like zero and twelve against them. So they're probably going to just to the bye week. So you know, no matter what the the rest of the season going to be like, so it's going to be a, another lost season. Everybody, everybody thinks like the everybody says the uh, the season's not over and. You know things like that. I think it probably is a beat season over. Probably that's what it's probably going to be. So that's yeah, I mean, Jarvis, this and and uh, this season was over. Thanks for the call. This season was over as soon as Joe Douglas did not pick up the phone. That's when the season was over. As soon as he went down, he should be on the phone. And you deny Carson Wentz. See, I disagree with you there. I think Carson Wentz could could have done something with this team. I, you and even uh, the other one, Matt Ryan. Like you look at what those two guys have done. In their last two seasons that they were active, the last two active seasons, their quarterback rating is like leaps and bounds better than Zach Wilson. And to have the most time in the league, time to throw, as Zach Wilson has, 3.22 seconds, I find it hard to believe that neither of those two guys would be able to make something happen. Because Zach Wilson clearly is not. So if if you bring in one of those two guys, and all by the way, all it was going to cost was money. You weren't going to have to give up any sort of draft capital for any of those two guys, so... I, I don't understand. When you punted on the season is when you brought in Trevor Simeon. That was the punt on the season. That was it. I love to be wrong. But that was it. And if if that's who you're bringing in, why didn't it happen sooner? Why is there this, like, load-up period now? He should have been active tonight. But he's not. Tommy in Long Island, you're up next on a fan. How you doing, Danielle? Great. How are you, Tommy? What's going on? I'm doing all right, but you, I was watching the Cowboy game against New England. See, they took out Matt, Matt Jones and put a different quarterback in. Now, when the Jets need to do that, they have to make a decision to do that sometimes and take out <laughs> Seth Wilson. Mm-hmm. But my other concern is, why is this game 41 and a half over? You you can win. I think it's going to be like about 38 to 10 games. Yeah, I have, I have a 30-10 to 10 game is what I'm predicting. Yeah, I heard you early with that. And it was, I think it was up to 10.5, now it's 8.5. Uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was 7.5 or 8.5. Let me look. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Well, I just did, I just bet 8.5. Oh, you with, did, okay, uh, okay. Yeah. I don't want to say who I bet, but what, what, what <laughs> That's okay. It's all right. I, I don't know if it's a problem or not. You That's know all right. I, mean? I, I had Travis Kelsey yeah. two touchdowns tonight. What are, what are you going to do? Uh, you know what burned me? I had Dallas over um, 43 and a half. All I needed was a field goal. And the winner, I missed that stupid field goal. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, they just burned me with that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, New England uh, burned you... me last year, too. I had the Jets to win the game or whatever it was, and they returned a punt to win the Patriots. I mean, come on. They burned me yeah, on that, I... too. Come on. I mean, really? Uh, in the knockout pool, you know how many people got knocked out so early? 
I'm in one with like 60 people. There's 13 left. It's only week four. Yeah. You know what? I was in a, I was in uh there's five of us left in mine. We started with however many, but there's five left in mine. So it was that week where wow. the Eagles lost and it was the week where the Cowboys lost and knocked like half the pool out. That killed everybody. Or was it the Eagles? I forget. There was one week that two favorites lost, and I was like, yes. Well, the Chiefs lost earlier. Maybe year, it was right? that. Maybe it was I that think one. they knocked out, yeah. Let me see. But anyway, well, what do you think tonight? Uh, oh, here it was. It was the Jacksonville game. It was Jacksonville knocked out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people, and Dallas oh, wow. knocked out two that week. Week, week three. Yeah, that I was Dallas nuts. knocked out like about four. I'm looking at my board now, yeah. Yeah. Nuts. You don't. You never. You don't know anymore. I know. You just don't. So that's why we would be we would be millionaires. You know. <laughs> yeah, Tommy. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I I kind of switched up my strategy this year. Usually, I like picking like the underground teams first and saving the good ones at the end. But I, you just don't really know. So week I picked. We started in week two. There's a long story behind that. But we started in week two. I picked Buffalo win. Week three, I picked Kansas City win. Today, I picked the, the Eagles win. So I don't even know who I'm going to pick next week. I haven't even looked at it yet. But, uh, yeah, so I'm picking the front runners, and it seems to be working. I don't know. We'll see. Just a small little silly pool that we do just to keep it interesting. 877-337-6666. Kevin in Camden. What's going on, Kevin? What's up, Coach? How are you? Great. How are you? I'm good. i got three topics I'm going to bring up. Um, you mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Who has, had the better, who has a better future, the Mets or the Yankees? Mm-hmm. It, it's by far the Mets. Like, Buck had to go. I'm sorry, there's people who disagree with me, but he had to go. I, I I think it was, you know, the decision he made this year. I just I think it was time for him to go. But if you're the Yankees, how do you not fire anybody? I read a report that they're asking to bring Sean Casey back, which I got no problem with Casey, whatever. Yeah. But that means Cashman's not going anywhere and Blue's not going anywhere. Like, what are you like? You gonna let everybody off the hook after this bad season? What are you doing? I, I don't understand that. It's it just it, it's aggravating. I'm done with the nonsense that they do constantly. Yankees are not winning. I, I don't know what they're doing. I, I just the ownership. I'm at that point with the. I, I don't. I don't believe in what. I don't believe in their vision because how do you? How do you? How is there no casualties on this? Yeah, I, Kevin, that, a that's team. a really good question. They're all going to be back. Unfortunately, they're all going to be back. And I, how are there no casualties? That's a great I, question. I, 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 I would oh, no. love to know if you could ask them that. That would be a great. I would love to hear the answer for that because I would love to know what they're thinking. Because I, I just there has to be something. Something has to be done. Um, but real quick about the Jets, you, you touched on it, and I was going to bring this up. Out of all the quarterbacks you bring in, Trevor Simeon. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just like, does anybody remember? And I and I'm going back because this is a, I called you show when this happened. So, set, um, Donald was out. Because he had the mono back then. It was the, when he had the mono, uh, whatever. And then Simeon starts. It was against, De- I'll never forget, it was against Denver, I think. And I think the, I think he got hurt in the first quarter. I think Simeon got hurt in his first Jet game and he was out for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think you're right. Because he was there for just a, 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 a second. He played, uh, saying, let me like, see. Like, yeah, that, he played that, one that's, game. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Like, that's the guy you're bringing in. You pass on Matt Ryan, you pass on Carson Wentz. Yep. And... But, I mean, this, I'm going to say this, though. It's going to be like instinct. Bye, 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 because the season is over. <laughs> yeah, I it mean, is. that's basically... Trevor that's Simeon, just, he was three for six in that one game. And that was it. And, and, and that was it. I mean, I mean, I mean, the organization, Salah, listen, if if they go 2-15, I don't care if Rodgers is coming back. All right? I know that if you want Salah back, you will. But I, if Salah's 2-15, you got to go because I just... They, 
this I don't see anything anything well, the, thing, the only thing is Kevin I'm with you anybody. yeah I'm with you on that the only thing is the continuity factor like there's got to be a little bit of continuity between year to year you can't keep firing firing and if Aaron Rodgers wants it back by, by damned he'll be back no I agree and I agree with the continuity but I, I want to see some improvement and I'm yes. not seeing it so far and that's the frustrating thing for me yeah no I get it exactly you're right so I, I'm just I want to I want to see tonight. I'm not expecting a win. I'm thinking 30 10, but at least show some fight. At least for like a half, make it at least competitive. Because I'm not like I, look every game like this is gonna be a slog. Because last week I was I was the most boring game. I I, I love watching the Jets, but it was the most boring game I saw. I want to see something competitive tonight. Show me something. Ke- just, Kevin, I'm, I'm with I'm you. I'm at that point. I'm with you, Kevin, and and I'm completely with you on that. And in a way, in a very selfish way, uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that maybe they should just be blown out, so that everybody's just going to call me and vent about them, uh, you know, at the end of the first quarter or by halftime. <laughs> I'm Daniel McCartan, hanging with you till ten, and uh, we could talk some baseball if you like. Buck Showalter out, and who the hell does Carlos Rodon think he is? I'm with you till ten, right here on the fan. Welcome back to The Fan. My name is Daniel McCartan with you at the top of the 8 p.m. hour. Two hours to go. Yes, Taylor Swift has arrived at MetLife Stadium alongside uh, Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman. I heard Paul Rudd is there, too. So very star-studded tonight to watch Zach Wilson stink up the place. I'm, I'm watching this in the in the studio without the volume on. So I just saw on Twitter, Rodney Harrison said, quote, We were just watching 7-on-7s seven in warm-ups. And Zach Wilson was missing wide open guys. This is going to be a long night, Jets fans. Buckle up. How do you miss wide open guys on 7 and 7? Oh, man. And that is verified. I checked multiple different places. That is true. That is what happened. Oh, boy. 877-337-6666. Matt in Red Bank, New Jersey. What's going on, Matt? Hey, hey. Uh, good, good night to you. Um, so there's a lot of actors at MetLife and it's fitting because there's been a lot of drama with mm-hmm. the Jets for a long time this year. Yep. Um, and we're kind of in the suit, you know, the tri-state area, the fan, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. So we've been following it for longer and, and more, uh, specifically and intensely than the rest of the, the, the nation. Sure. Uh, I, di- I did have a couple things I wanted to say. Uh, first off, Vegas has, as the gentleman said, uh, Vegas has the Jets as an eight-and-a-half-point dog, mm-hmm. uh, which is a lot of points at home yep. uh, to be an underdog. Uh, however, there were some, some uh, bigger spreads uh, this week. You know, uh, Arizona nine. was 14-and-a-half. Oh, I thought you were talking about um, the Jets. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I did see nine yeah, for the uh, Jets. Yeah, um, and, and the Commanders were, were uh, a very uh, big underdog, oh. and they took uh, Philly to, to overtime. I know, and I had um, Philly in one of my knockout pools. I was sweating it all the way in before. Oh, man, I had so many dodos in my knockout pool who had Philly that I was talking trash to, but they <laughs> pulled it out. Um, I guess my point is that Anything that's can not an insurmountable thing. It might be closer than people think, but my real point is that Zach Wilson has the stage set. We know how many chances he's gotten here mm-hmm. in New York. Mm-hmm. We know how many times we've given him a second chance, third chance, fourth chance. This may be his last chance, but the, but the good news is it's it's a national game. It's got the drama. It's got the lights. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he was going to choose a game to have a big game and kind of give a, a positive jolt to this team, mm-hmm. 
this should be it. Yes. And I and I hope that when the thousands and the thousands of Jets fans are leaving MetLife tonight, they are all singing in harmony. J E T S Jets 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 and the haters gonna hate hey, hate, hey, hate, hey, hate hate. Have a good night. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. I love the tie in there. Uh, yeah. I, unfortunately, they might be singing "My Tears Ricochet." We'll see. <laughs> or teardrops on my guitar, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, that is terrible that uh, he missed wide open guys on seven on seven. I mean, there's not even like an actual defense coming after you. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Aaron Rodgers on the sideline with his crutches. Went back in through the coaches club, probably up into a box now. Uh, I believe he's not allowed to stay on the field as an injured player. So, of course, they're going to keep him out of harm's way. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I really should get a bet in before we uh, before this uh, this game does start. I do love betting the final score, and if this score ends up being uh, thirty to ten, as I'm thinking, and I didn't bet it, I'm going to be quite upset with myself. Uh, but in the meantime, let's go to Richard in Manhattan. What's going on, Richard? Richard Hi, Danielle. Oh, I thought you hung uh, up on me. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm <laughs> sorry. You know, uh, Buck Showalter, David Robertson. Max Scherzer and Verlander, Justin Verlander. Wow, four guys like that gone. Yep. That's amazing. If you ask me what the odds of that happening after the first month of the season, wow, a million to one. Yep. Who would have ever predicted that? You know, everyone is saying it's impossible for Zach Wilson to have a good game. But logically, you're a teacher. You know that it's the odds were much worse that Aaron Rodgers would get hurt the fourth play of the game. <laughs> And it happened. Yeah. So Zach Wilson can have a great game. He, he can. He could. He's People. missing wide open guys in warm ups though. That's not but a great that doesn't sign. Mean, that doesn't mean Uh-oh. anything, Daniel. It still doesn't make Uh-oh. sense. What would the sense be if somebody got on the radio before the first Jet game and said, I think that uh, 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 Aaron Rodgers is going down on the second, third, fourth play of the game? You would have laughed him off the radio. It's not the right? same, though. Like, no, like these I got are, another these are, one But these are you. analysts that are that are watching and, and observing. That's, that's yeah, different. because they're thinking. From, but if, if if Vegas was so concerned, why did they only make them an eight and a half point underdog? Yeah, that part they're, I don't know. Okay, uh, well, they must know because they built a lot of casinos, so they know what they're doing. But you know, I'm seeing all these odds with Taylor Swift. But uh, but M Life is like you know they got locked out and they may be looking for a lot of money to collect. Okay. I'm seeing all these prop bets with Taylor Swift about what she's going to do with the game and all. But I've got one that they haven't come up with. Suppose if Zach has a great game and he steals Taylor Swift from Travis Kelsey. What are the odds on that happening? You know what, Richard? Zero, because Taylor Swift is too young for him, bro. That's it. He only goes over after the the older women, the cougar types. And uh, she's only, what am I, 35? She's 33, I believe. She is for sure. Too young for Zach Wilson. That's that's a positive, as they show her on TV, talking to a whole bunch of people. This is going to be a long night, Jets fans. Buckle up. Get ready. We go out to Pat in Bell Harbor. What's going on, Pat? Okay, listen. The heck with the Jets. <laughs> the, the Mets are home. The Yankees are home. The Jets and Giants and Toast, they just haven't popped up yet. The Liberty are where it's at. That's right. I've been trying to get somebody on the fan to talk about them all summer long. Well, we found they each other, Pat. They are going to the finals. Yes. They are going to the finals. They have the league MVP. They have played 
amazing, amazing team basketball. Yep. I've been to eight or ten games this season. Great. And the reason that I got into it was for my 10-year-old granddaughter. Oh, I love that. She loves basketball, and she has real live heroes now that she can say, I want to be like Brianna Stewart. I want to be like John Kel Jones. Mm -hmm. I want to be on this team. So anybody who thinks that the Liberty are not worth talking about, you make it a big mistake. Well, guess what, Pat? The Liberty are the best team in New York. That's it, period. The best team in New York, and pretty soon they may be the best team in the nation. They've got a tough road ahead of them. They've got a tough final series against the defending champ, Las Vegas Aces. Mm-hmm. But they've played well against them this season. Yep. And they are so gritty and play with such unity of spirit. You know, if you haven't caught the mind, I'm, I'm disappointed. I have to rag on the fan a little bit. Because well, no, Pat, there's no room for that. You're calling my show, you call up another host, and you rag on them for not talking no, about it. But I, I for know. sure I have. Get them on the air. Talk to these women. I have. I, listen, Pat, I reached out to Sabrina Ionescu's camp. I had a promise. I sent an email. They never followed up with me. I, you know, that, oh. this is dating back to, I mean, like, that's that's part of the problem here. Like, you 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 need eyeballs on your sport and on your team. And when someone yeah. who takes interest in it and wants to do something with you and they don't do it, I mean, that's a breakdown on the PR. I sat on Zoom meetings yeah. with them during the pandemic to, to interview them and ask them questions and stuff. Guess what? I was yeah. never called upon. Like, what oh, are we doing I'm here? I'm sorry to hear that. That's ridiculous. Because they are just having just one of these seasons that you're going to remember for a long time. Totally agree. Totally agree with you. And, and, and yeah. Pat, thanks for the call. I appreciate that. I hope I get to see you at one of the finals games. I hope I get to make it all the way out to, to the Barclays Center to do so. But... You know, listen, when they assembled that super team, I talked about it. That is the real super team in the in the in the in the Brooklyn. I'm sorry, I was gonna say the Bronx. That is the real super team in Brooklyn. The New York Liberty. You knew they were going to the finals this year with what they assembled. And the and the, the improvement that Sabrina Ionescu has made. You knew it. And you knew they were on a cl- crash course with the Las Vegas Aces. You knew it. So here we are. Bright lights, here we go. And I can't control what anybody else talks about on the fan, but I can control what I talk about. And I have championed women's sports as mostly as I can. And that that's not talking crap about that team. But that's the truth. I've tried to integrate them into the show. I've been met with resistance. And I'm not sure why. We're the biggest ra- sports radio talk station in the country. How do I not get called on in, in a Zoom meeting to ask a question? During the pandemic, during the wobble season, they didn't even call on me. Like, what are we doing here? I, I don't know. I'm just venting my frustrations here. We go to Dan in Belmar. What's up there, Dan? Hey, Danielle. How are you? Great. How are you? Good. Gearing up for this Jets game. Yep. Uh, Going to change the tune from the Jets and Liberty for a second. Mm-hmm. want to get your reaction on the Mets firing Buck. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, me personally, I think it was a good move. It's I clear agree. that... They're trying to go in a different direction. They're yep. trying to get younger and change kind of the philosophy with the uh, within the organization. So yep. I think it was the right time. Um, this season was obviously disappointing on every front. And it seems like he kind of lost the room. I know he won 101 games last year, which is impressive. You know, if they didn't do much in the playoffs that year, 
uh, mostly because of the guys they got rid of, which was also a good move, you know, getting rid of Verlander and Scherzer this year. I wish they would have uh, kept Verlander, though, to, to start a new next year um, because he was just hitting his stride. But I can see why they did it, but I wish they would have just kept him at least. Yeah, I mean, they definitely could have kept him. I see why they didn't. Um, I think that, you know, obviously Stern's coming in tomorrow. He's going to be introduced, has a lot of work to do to mm-hmm. fill out that rotation. Uh, it's good to see that the moves that they did make, you know, the Kodai Senga, that was a good move. He I was, was on the air when it year. happened, 11 p.m. on a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I know. You you do a great job on WFAN. I don't know if you remember, we actually got a chance to meet this summer at the uh, kickoff of the summer party in Belmar. Damn. That was nice meeting you. Um, I remember going to it. Refresh me where you were and where we met. Uh, what, where were we? Uh, I think we were, I forget, we were just in the pit listening to a show, but uh introduced myself and you were... uh awesome just like you are on the Wait, fan were you the police officer yeah correct okay i remember you yes yes yep, yep. so yeah it was uh good to meet you so yeah i'm Me just too. curious who you would uh obviously people are talking about council uh getting brought in along with stearns um i got a name for you that i don't know if you'd be on board with uh what about mark DeRosa? he's a local jersey guy hmm. you could bring in bring him in i you think he does a good job uh he did a good job with the wbc with team usa yeah Oh, that's someone I hadn't ever actually considered. Um, yeah, I mean, why not? He seems like he's a good balance between like gut and and analytic, and he's played the game. And yeah, that's yeah, my thinking too. Obviously, the analytics plays a lot into the manager game now, and uh, so you know, the manager position is what they actually do is becoming less and less with the analytics, you know, being forced upon them. Right. So I think he's a good face too, uh, to you know, be put in front of the camera and would do well. In that situation, yeah, I mean, there's some other guys. Mike Schilt comes to mind. Uh, I wanted, I wanted him the first time around. I think the Mets would, I mean, they'd make a mistake if they didn't pick up the phone and dial Joe Girardi and or Joe Madden um, for that same reason. <sighs> Those are the guys that yeah. are coming off the top of my head right now. The only name I would really try to avoid uh, another big name would be the guy that just got fired in San Francisco, Gabe Kapler. I'm not a big fan of his. Yeah, I me mean, neither, really, and I don't know. He's a little abrasive. I don't know how he would play with New York media and things like that. Um, that was my thinking as well. I don't think he would mesh well with uh, the media. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But you know, I've watched him at. I don't guess it was uh, Yankee Stadium. It was. He held court in the dugout though, um, for for the San Francisco reporters. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, uh, Dan. But it's um, it's a direction. I mean, the Mets said they're going to start looking immediately. So which I think I guess is a good sign. But I mean, really. You have to wait till the World Series is over anyway, really, to make a real... I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, getting back to the original thought there, Dan, and thanks for the call. Nice meeting you, of course, and uh, for checking in again uh, from the Belmar party. Um, but um, ultimately, the, the sentiment is this. The Mets did the right thing. I'm sorry. It sucks. You know, Buck Showalter, baseball life or all that. I get it. But it was it was It was necessary. We go down to Belmar, down the shore to D. What's going on, D? How are you? Great. How are you? The Jets are going to kill KC tonight. They're <laughs> going to blow them out. Oh, yeah? Yep. Uh, my next question is going to be, why do you think so? Because I think tonight's going to be his night. He's going to go, he's going to air it out, and he's going to get six touchdowns. Six touchdowns? Yep. Six touchdowns and a jet blow. All right, can I get a final score prediction then with that? Oh, what would that be? <laughs> six times well, seven. <laughs> six times seven is so, 42. All right, 42, uh, 12. Wow. 42, 12. D, I, I just, um, I, I want to take 
taste some of the Kool-Aid that you're drinking. 877-337-6666 is the phone number to call. My name is Danielle McCartan with you till 10 here on The Fan. Welcome back to The Fan. My name is Danielle McCartan as the Kansas City Chiefs are driving for the first time all game. And uh, the Jets just stuffed the run. Travis Kelsey, two catches. I said to Connor on the break. DJ Reed trying to tackle Travis Kelsey looks like a boy trying to tackle a man. It's it's that bad. Um, but uh, at a call before, it seems that the Jets or said the Jets are going to win the game. I bet five dollars just before the game started that the Jets will not win the game. Final score thirty to ten. Uh, five dollars wins me five hundred fifty-five. I always do that because the day that I don't. You know, I do homework on on those score predictions, and the day that I don't do it is the day it's going to hit. So five dollars every time. I always do it like this: if I lost five dollars in the street, um, I'd I'd be okay with it. Wouldn't break the bank. Uh oh, Connor, I got no signal on the screen in here. What the heck's going on? Oh, there it goes. It's like scrambled screen now. This is going to be a long night for me over here. Uh oh, no signal. I know Gio was talking about this the other day. How he was watching the. The direct TV thing bounce around the screen, but here I am watching a black screen and it's gray, no signal bouncing around. This is, might be problematic for me tonight in here. Is there any way I could stream it? That'll be my next thing I need to look at. Uh, Chris in Rockland. What's going on, Chris? Hey, Danielle. Sorry for all the technical difficulties you're having, but I think I called a little too late. I was going to tell you not to bet a thing on the Jets <laughs> because they're the Jets. And even though it's only $5, you should have just taken that $5, crumpled it up, and thrown it in the garbage. Oh, I didn't bet anything on the Jets. Well, actually, I did. Sauce Gardner to have one interception. Plus eight fifty. That's not bad. I, no, I picked the Chiefs to win, and I picked Travis Kelsey to score two or more touchdowns. I'm done wasting oh, my yeah. money on the Jets. But if you're thinking the Jets are going to score 10 points... Well, one uh, of them... I figure, you know what? I figure one of them has got to be maybe a defensive or a kick return or something like that. It's not going to be the offense. No. No, I, I mean, and the, the last quality that you had was must have been smoking crack. The Jets, I, I, they may not score a touchdown for several games. Maybe they'll get a field goal, but I mean, it's the Jets. I, I, I'm thinking that the name Jets is no longer appropriate. We need to think of something that is airborne, uh, can fly, but doesn't fly too well. I'm thinking like the Hindenburg blimp. Something along those lines. <laughs> Crash and burn, right? With Robert Salad, they just showed he's like a three three twenty five win percentage as a head coach. Yikes! Well, you know, have you ever heard that story that Rob Sala was talking about on Hard Knocks, where he was talking about a crow attacking an eagle and yes. flying in the air? That that to me indicated that this man is of low intellect. Believes anything he reads on the internet, and if that's the guy at the helm of the Jets, they're crashing and burning. This season's over, and I'm not even so sure that it wouldn't crash and burn even if we had Rogers, because anybody who reads the internet for information, I don't know. You know what I would point to? Yeah, and Chris, here's what I would point to: that that Zach Wilson has 3.22 seconds to throw the ball. That's the most in the entire league going into today's game. Obviously, I'm not factoring in today's games because he's, he's, he hasn't even touched the ball yet in this one. 3.22 seconds is a lifetime. I, 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 I shudder to think what Aaron Rodgers would be able to do with 3.22 seconds time to throw. Really. It's, it's the best in the league over the season, over the, the, this, this season so far. So um, I, I, I don't think with 
Aaron Rodgers, the Jets would be in the same exact position they are right now, or they'd be in a lot better position right now, I, I have to say. Uh, let's go to Billy in Florida. What's up, Billy? Hey, Danielle. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Um, so I was just listening to you talk about the New York Liberty, mm-hmm. and I'm an avid WFA fan, uh, w, uh, FAN listener and love New York sports, and I know the Jets are on tonight, but for you to take that caller and um, really – and uh, just listening to you, how passionate you were about um, the Liberty. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know much about the Liberty because I don't watch women's basketball, but you interested me. I didn't know they were in the finals or whatever. And yeah. I love New York sports. And so it was awesome to hear you say that and, and, and speak your mind. And, and um, I really appreciate it because I listened to Gio and Boomer and I love Carton and I, and I love Evan and Tiki and then Tierney and all of it. I listen mm-hmm. to all of it all the time. But mm-hmm. hearing uh, you, you with your passion about that, that was, that was awesome. That was dope. Well, I mean, listen, I I played sports growing up. You know, I played with the boys for a long time, baseball, until they made me switch to softball. Like, I I get it and all, but, like, you know, I always say, like, oh, people say, oh, women's sports, you know, you know, it doesn't sell or whatever. But it's never really given a chance to sell or or to be in in the limelight here, you know? So, yeah, so so stay tuned. So next Sunday night, uh, the Liberty, it's game one of the finals. Liberty Aces, game one next Sunday night. Awesome. And, and guess what? They, the Liberty have the MVP on their team of the league. I mean, they have a real shot to win this. And Sabrina what, Inescu, what, 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 yeah, she was even saying, like, what's that? The MVP. What's your name? Uh, uh, Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart. Cool. And and even uh, Sabrina Inescu, she was asked, I don't know what the question was, but and I didn't click on to hear what she said, but I read the quote. She was basically like, I'm tired of, I guess she must listen to sports radio because she was like, I'm tired of hearing about how New York sports suck around here. She didn't say that word, but are terrible around here because you got to start paying attention to us. So you know what? I have the same exact feeling. I do. She's right. So yeah, next Sunday it is. Game one. Yeah, and let's hope the Jets pull this out, but I doubt it. Hey, we'll see. Uh, Zach Wilson's first pass didn't go too well. It was blocked at the line of scrimmage, so here we go. I just, I just, I just pulled up to the bar that I'm going to go watch at, and uh, I'm a Giants fan, so I'm going to watch the, we'll see if Danny Dimes can pull that out tomorrow, but let's see if the Jets can do this. I still root for the Jets. Yeah, I know. I root for both two there, and, and Billy, thanks for the call there. I appreciate that, and uh, have fun. Have fun. And I'm going to listen to you uh, going forward, Danielle. Awesome. Thank you, Billy. It's at Coach MCCARTAN on uh, whatever platform you're on. Awesome. You got it. Cool. Thanks, Billy. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens tonight with the Jets. Connor was saying before, uh, you know, he he loves these uniforms, and as do I. And he said if they lose tonight, at least they'll, you know, look good doing it. And I laughed out loud because that's the truth. And that ball was also tipped. So two tip balls, it looked like, that I've seen. And the punt team is out. Here we go. And here we go. Joel in Manalapan. You're up next here on a fan. Hey, Danielle, how are you? I've really been enjoying this, your program over the last couple of weeks. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. So I'll say I went to the Mets game today. I'm on the way home now. Um, I was actually at the stadium and saw on the phone that Buck was leaving. And, you know, I understand what people are saying, and I hear people coming from. Mm-hmm. But I just I disagree. I don't think Buck should have been let go. I I put this season on Billy Apple. I had said in the offseason to friends, he didn't do enough to make this team, you know, competitive Agreed. offensively. He, they did nothing, nothing in the offseason to bring in – more offense. He went with Daniel Vogel back and even Darren Ruff in the spring training. Correct. I think Correct. bringing in David Stern was the best thing they did. I, I think I wanted Epler gone. He has been a disaster. Correct. He has been Correct. made move after move. And look, bringing in Verlander and Scherzer, that's on Cohen, I believe. And, you know, Epler got it done. And, you know, I, I, I enjoyed Buck. They came out today before the game and the whole team came out of the dugout and the fans gave him a standing ovation. And 
I think he did a great job last year and this year. You know, look, well, well, Joel, let, let's let's let's, let's go one by one here. I agree with you. I agree with you on Billy Epler. Um, you know, they 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 needed a DH and they didn't come in the season with one. They needed a bullpen help. They didn't come into the season with one. Uh, can you just turn your radio down because I'm getting a lot of feedback there. I want I want to be able to keep you on here. Um, but uh, yeah, all, all those things I agree. With. Stearns, excellent hire, home run hire. But the thing is this: last year, Buck Showalter had a uh, over 100 win season. You know how many postseason games he won? No, you're right. One, just one. How do you do that? That to, no, that to me. Right. You're right, you're right. Joel, if the postseason, and thanks for the call there, Joel. I'm still getting some feedback there. If the postseason is the goal, if the World Series is the goal, you bring in a manager who has never been there before. As long as he's been in the game, he's never been there before. And he takes you to the wild card round. After that win, uh, that many wins in one season, okay. You could say, all right, well, the Mets didn't win the division because they lost to a better team. Fine, great, cool. But with that many number of wins, I mean, you, you You'd expect to win more than one game in in the wild card round, and then in the two losses they were outscored thirteen to one. I mean, that's what it boils down to for me. And you know, today you know we could talk about this coming up, but it's 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 it was a good move by the Mets. It was a no BS move by the New York Mets. And Steve Cohen said, when you bring in a president of baseball ops, they're entitled to bring in their own people. This is a quote. It became clear he wanted to go in a different direction. That was his right, and I gave him that right. So, duh, that makes sense. Like, the team was terrible this year. The leadership changed, and now there's going to be a new manager. So it's like X, Y, Z. And and no, I'm not putting all of this season all on Buck Showalter. I'm not. They rolled into this season, as he was saying, as I I, I, agreed with. Darren Ruff and Daniel Vogelback as your DH. I mean... That's a roster move. That's nothing Buck Showalter can control. Their bullpen was was not deep enough. But everybody knew that going into the season. And 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 Billy Inepler didn't do enough to address it. But those are the two main glaring things. I didn't mind the Scherzer signing. I actually didn't even want them to trade Verlander. But here we are. So it's uh, the next thing that needs to happen for me is for Billy Inepler to, to be let go as well. Or reduced to a to a coffee making role, and that's it. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. We go out to Michael in Lake Mary, Florida. What's going on, Michael? What's going on, Danielle? You know, watching the Jets. <laughs> yeah, same over here too. <laughs> uh, I want to talk a little Giants with you, if we could, for a minute. Yeah. So this game coming up tomorrow. Uh, I already tweeted you. I didn't feel they were going to win. I thought they were going to have a close loss. But there's two things I'm looking at in this game specifically. One is Diesel Jolari is finally going to play. And this pass rush needs to be there tomorrow. Yes. They've got to start making an impact. Seattle has two guys out on their offensive line, their starters. And it's time for this pass rush to show what they are because they've been – Pretty much non-existent. Not a, a total non-factor is what that pass rush has been this season. Non-factor. Yeah. Right. And, and if you got Aziz coming on one side, hopefully this gives Thibodeau a little chance to not be double-teamed every minute. Maybe that might free him up a little bit, but they've really got to put pressure on the on the quarterback because otherwise Metcalf and Lockett are going to kill him all day yep. if they give this quarterback too much. And, and you think about, too, and I was going to talk about this a little bit later, but the, the Giants can't seem to tackle any players. DK Metcalf is a human bulldozer. That's that's a bad situation. 
seriously, he's he's a beast. There's <laughs> no question he's tough. Yeah. So they, they've got the fundamentals have got to improve. But that's a big thing I'm looking for Aziz back in the lineup. The other thing I'm looking at is can can Jalen Hyatt please get some targets in this game? He yes. Had zero targets last game. Well, here's zero. the thing. Yeah, here's the thing. Daniel Jones has two point seconds, two point seven seconds to throw the ball. He can't get downfield long enough for him to to do that. I know, I know. This is why they, they, they got, he's, got, he's got to have that extra second or something to make an impact because yeah. he turned the game around against the Cardinals. You know, otherwise they would have lost that game too, mm-hmm. and they'd really be in a, a, a deep trouble here. But those are two big things I'm specifically looking at, and yep. uh, we'll just see what happens. But Danielle, always a pleasure to talk to you. You have a great night, okay? Hey, thanks, Michael. Appreciate that. And yeah, those are two good things. I mean, this this pass rush needs to needs to happen for sure. Um, and Jalen Hyatt needs to get involved because Daniel Jones is electric from from beyond or passes above 20 yards. And Rutgers' own Isaiah Pacheco just took it to the house. What was that, 50 yards, Connor? 48 yards, something like that? Brutal. Nine. How'd they get nine? Did I miss something? Uh, they just kicked the extra point. Six. Nine makes it Ten. I missed the field goal somewhere along the line? Yeah, the first drive there, they kicked oh, the field goal. I missed that. Oh, right, here we go. 10 nothing. Chiefs. Rutgers own. Pacheco taking it to the house. Amazing. Well, if you're leaving MetLife Stadium, give me a call. I'm just kidding. 877-337-6666. I'm Daniel McCartan with you. Oh, there's Taylor Swift, I think, for the first time. Daniel McCartan with you till 10. You're on the fan. Woohoo! Welcome back to the fan. My name is Danielle McCartan with you till, oh, till 10. Uh, and let's talk about some Buck Showalter stuff here, right? I mean, it's time. It's time. Uh, today's game is the last time that Buck Showalter will be managing the New York Mets. Steve Cohen made it known in a statement that it was the team's decision, not the manager's decision. And he said, quote, we are heading in a new direction with a new president of baseball ops, and we let Buck know we'll be parting ways. The general manager did echo that sentiment, saying like in a separate press release, Quote, as we look towards the next chapter for New York Mets, we felt that making a managerial change was the right course of action. Okay, well, are you ready for it? Because I was all prepared to come into today's show with the line, Buck Showalter, I've seen enough. And apparently, so has Steve Cohen. And everything has changed. Buck Showalter is out as Mets manager after just two seasons. And unless another team takes a chance on a manager that has in his career Never been good enough to get his players to win a World Series. Long story short, the Mets won one postseason game with him as the manager. One. And this season, they were checked out by the trade deadline and definitely by August. So please, no teardrops on your guitar. Take the emotion out of it. Facts are facts. This was the right move by Steve Cohen. Now, Billy and Epler should be shown the door next because together... He and Buck took dynamite to the largest payroll the sport has ever seen. And the way the roster was treacherously constructed, for sure. And also in the way that it was managed. Now, Buck Showalter obviously didn't have control over the roster, but he did have control over the following items. It's almost like death by a thousand cuts here. A, Showalter allowed that clubhouse to fall apart and to be blown to smithereens by the New York media. B, Showalter had a strict very strict unwillingness to play the young players. And when those players were in the lineup, they were predictably put into the bottom third of the order, no matter what. 
And then, of course, Showalter, along the same vein, had this inexplicable love affair with writing a waste of a roster spot, Daniel Vogelbach's name in the lineup card each and every day. And not just in the lineup card, usually batting fifth, which was amazing to me. We talked about that all season long. C, Buck Showalter's players get plunked at an alarming rate, his batters. They had, he had no pulse in that dugout. That stupid scowl was scar- scaring nobody. Clearly. You know, going into today's game, there was only one team whose batters got hit more by pitches than the Mets this season, and that's the Mariners. And they only beat them by three. Third place, the Rays, and they had 13 less than the second place Mets. You know, and then I extrapolated back to one more season. During Buck Showalter's time as Mets manager, the Mets were hit by pitches the most in the entire league by far. You cannot tell me that his players liked being plunked with 90-mile-an-hour missiles with a manager that didn't stick up for him. D, Francisco Lindor was asked about Showalter possibly not returning on September 20th. And he said, the guy has been here two years and he won manager of the year one of them. He's doing great. I don't even think it should be a question, end quote. Well, actually, I think Lindor is part of the clubhouse tension here, but that's a conversation for another day. He should keep his thoughts to himself because this is a man, Lindor, who credited Tommy Pham in his own words, not mine, quote, for teaching him how to work hard again. I'm confused. Isn't that the job of the manager? I think Buck Showalter was so hands-off in that clubhouse that his players lost their way especially after the departure of the first ballot Hall of Famers, Verlander and Scherzer, veterans. I mean, Lindor basically said that in that quote. And don't say I didn't warn you, because I went back to December, December 2021, December 18th it was, and I said right here in this studio, quote, hiring Buck Showalter would be a mistake for the Mets, end quote. I also said, quote, yes, he's going to straighten this ship out, no doubt. Ship out, no doubt. Just be open-minded to the fact that other guys with MLB managerial experience could also do that. I also questioned his ability to manage a bullpen, especially in crucial situations. And I cited the fact that he kept all-star Zach Britton on the bench in a must-win postseason game in Baltimore. I said the biggest deal of all is that his teams are in bad are bad in the postseason. Again, this is December 18, 2021. His lifetime record in the postseason is now 10 wins, 16 losses. That's a winning percentage of 385. And again, the 2022 Mets won one wild card game. And in the other two, they got smoked by the Padres, outscored 13 to 1 in those losses. All that from December 18, 2021, and still true today, almost two years later. They should have said no then, but here we are. And it's a new day for the Mets to begin again. They let Stearns bring in his own manager and revive this team in his way. The Mets are better off for this change. Safe to say, Buck Showalter and the Mets are never, ever getting back together, no matter how much you want him to stay, stay, stay. And it was the right choice. 877-337-6666. Teddy in Yonkers, you're up on the fan. Hi, Danielle. Danielle, normally I always agree with you, but on, in this particular instance, I disagree. I think Buck Showalter has proven whether or not he won a World Series in the past, I think he's a fine manager who knows the game, who has the respect of the players, 
and I'm not going to blame him for Verlander's play or Scherzer's play, okay? It was Steve Cohen who wanted to get rid of them for his own reason. Right, but, but, Teddy, I didn't say any of that. Like, what do you think about in his tenure at the Mets, his players, how do you have the respect of the players when they've gotten hit more times in a batter's box than any other team? I That I agree. So let me ask you, when I don't know, I'll ask. Should he have ordered his pitches to hit the other team's players more? No. Maybe he could have gotten out of the dugout, you know, shown a little emotion for once. He, uh, you know, like, get out there, make a big stick about it, and, and file a complaint with the league. Okay. Okay. He did none of that. He just did none of it. And, and he sat there idly by and watched his players get plunked more than any other team in the league. He won one postseason game here. Like, I'm tired of it. Like, Teddy, I know we agree, and I'm sorry I'm getting so excited about this, but it's like, man, like, okay, he's got a long career, you know, probably a Hall of Fame career, great, but he wasn't the right fit for this Mets team now. Okay, so let me ask you this. If you can fire Buck Showalter, Mm -hmm. which Cohen did, why shouldn't they fire Aaron Boone? Well... Because I, I believe, and, and what I've been told, is that the, the, the Yankees operate in like a co- very collaborative system. So there isn't one nail that sticks out higher than the others in making decisions. What I've been told about the Mets is that Buck Showalter was given a packet of information, for lack of a better term, and he filled out the lineup card each and every day. He, met, he was given information and, and did his own decisions for the bullpen. So for that reason, I think he stuck out. And and that's not to say that I don't think Billy Inepler should also go with him. They should clean house completely. And the other thing with Aaron Boone is that Brian Cashman has, they're, they're incumbents. They've been together. This is a new regime coming in in Queens. They deserve to make their own decisions. Well, I, I, I you make some valid points, but I feel if they fired Buck, then they should get rid of Aaron Boone too. And if need be, I'm not saying that they would, Cashman too. Clean house, as you say. Clean house. Well, the Yankees. Yeah. It was terrible this year. Yeah. And 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 how how Steinbrenner better do something about Stanton? And if he has to eat the money, let him do so. Well, I don't I don't think that's going to happen because I heard Susan Waldman today saying that they're going to have a conversation with him after the season and essentially to tell him to, to start losing some weight off of that frame. So I, I think he's going to be around. Well, then it's going to be that old expression, same old, yeah. same old. Yeah. Daniel, great talking to you. Yeah, and you I too, appreciate Teddy. you giving me the time. <laughs> Thanks, Teddy. Appreciate that. And and I think that's where the difference is. I mean, between the Yankees and the Mets, that's where the difference is. You know, the Cashman boom, that, that might as well be a presidential ticket at this point. The Mets brought in a new regime, and they want it their way. You, you can't blame them for that. Anyway, 877-337-6666. I'm Daniel McCartan with you till 10 here on The Fan. If you want me to start rapping this song, we might get to that point in the night. Uh, let's check quick check in for the Jets. It's uh, 17-0. Kansas City over the Jets. 17-0. Fourth down. My guess is they're going to bring the punt team out here. Um, I didn't get a chance to look at their field position, but... Um, I bet you it's not close enough to kick a field goal. That's where we're at here. Uh, my mom just texted me a picture of her and my dad at a bar in Las Vegas. They got there today, and they've got the check game on TV. Yep. And I wrote back, nice, they suck. She wrote, LOL. <laughs> yep, so they're watching it there, too. The entire league is watching this beatdown. What are you going to do? 877-337-6666. Uh, 
Jamie in Mendham, New Jersey. You're up on the fan. Hi. How, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, can, can somebody just please, like, I, I get it. Like, the Jets, like, the, the quarterback situation stinks. I get it. But, like, we watch all these games, right? We were all home this entire, you know, weekend today, this today. And we watch all these quarterbacks. They find a way to make plays, right? They, they, they just, I, I just don't understand how, how we can't just get a first down. Like we can't even get first down anymore. Like, and you see, you see someone like Josh Allen who runs around in the pocket, runs around outside the pocket, and he throws the ball. He makes plays again. I, I know Josh is, uh, um, Zach is not Josh. However, but like, can you do that once? Like one out of ten times, just to move the chains. Yeah. I, 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 it's, inc- you know, it's, inc- Jamie, it's crazy I was watching to watch. today. I had a split screen on it. Was the the Washington football team, whatever their name is now, and and the Eagles on yeah. one side, and I had the uh, Miami Dolphins and the Bills on the other side, and I was like, wow, this is what football's supposed to look like. You saw Josh. Uh, you saw. Um, Dobbs last week, right? Yes. Against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And we, we all watched it. We all saw it and were like, okay, so this guy's just running around like a maniac <laughs> in the backfield, just mm-hmm. making plays. Like this, I, so this game was over yeah. before it even started. Of course it was. And here's the narrative right now, because I'm looking at it. Zach Wilson, six for nine for, with 41 yards tonight. Okay. They're going to say, well, he, he, he managed the game fine. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah, but like, he didn't do anything to win the game, and he was my X factor going into tonight's game. And exactly. it's not over. I understand that, but it's over. And you, and you heard it last week. Here's the thing that you heard last week, which most people aren't talking about. They were so proud that Zach Wilson didn't have any turnovers. Guy called they me up were, and said that last week. He's like, "Well, he had yeah. no interceptions." I was like, "He had four point four yards per pass and no touchdowns." And what are you talking so about? Proud of the fact that they did not have a turnover. I know, and I go, well, yeah, my my seven year old twins can run, uh, you know, seven yards yeah. and not have a turnover. Right. Amazing. I mean, it, it's unbelievable that this is acceptable. Like, I know. Honestly, again, we we watch these these games, and again, I I'm a Jet fan, but I watch these other games, and I go, why are all these other guys walking in? And being successful, we can't get more than ten points in any game. I I I, I get it. And uh, with Zach Wilson in the last five starts, eight point nine points per game they've scored with him. That that doesn't win you football games in the NFL, no matter how if your defense is the eighty five Bears or not. Yeah, I, I yeah. and I like Salah. I think he's a nice guy, because I live in his community. Um, who's who's uh, if, if uh, uh, Robert Sala? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm close to Florham Park. Um, it's not working. It's just not working. Yeah, uh, Jamie. Somebody, I, I'm with you, Jamie. I, I'm with you on that. I mean, it's he's a defensive minded head coach in an offensively minded league. It's not now fault of his own, but but that's what it is. Now, the Jets have scored. Yay! Right, the Jets have scored. Jawan Taylor was flagged for a face mask in the end zone. 
It's a safety. And yes, he was in the end zone. It's a safety. The Jets have scored two points. It is now 17-2. to two, And the Jets get the ball back. Let's see what they can do. <laughs> 877-337-6666. Wouldn't that be pitiful if that's the only two they can score tonight? We go down to West Palm. Brian, what's up? You're on a fan. How you doing? I want to talk about the velocity, Danielle. I grew up in Westbury, Long Island. I went to Florida State mm-hmm. University to play baseball. I had the Jets in my town. They played at a school called Hofstra University. You probably never heard of it, but it's next to Nassau Coliseum. Mm-hmm. So I know all the, well, I knew all the Jets. Greg Buttle that played for Penn State. I love yeah. Greg Buttle. Well, he, he has a bar in, in my town. Mm-hmm. I used to talk to all the Jets all the time. But I'm a Giants fan. Uh-huh. It's just I'm, I'm just tired of all the crybaby Jet fans. It's like they're like another generation. They were like born in the '80s. You know what I'm saying? No, Let I don't. Say, I don't actually. Well, they're, they're much younger. They, they, they're, they're, they graduated when when I when I was in high school and college. They were born. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's well, like, I was born in 1988, so I guess well, I fall into that category. Well, yeah, that's pretty young. Yeah, that is. I I went to high school and college. Uh, uh, Ten years after I graduated in 1974 from high school, the kids that graduated in '84, we would destroy. That's how how much better athletes in the seventies were from the eighties, Danielle. It's right. Not even not even comparison. All right, I'll take your word for it. What, what, what do you no, got to no, just because you know why, Danielle? Because all our parents were World War II vets. We were the sons and daughters of everyone who fought. My dad fought in the Philippines, and all well, my friends, some of them fought. Their dads fought in in Europe. You know, what I'm just saying. We my were grandfather's the fought in in the yeah. I, I get it. I'm just saying, but my dad did. My dad fought mm-hmm. in the. That's why we're better athletes than kids that were born in the 70s that are in the 40-something now. Right. They couldn't, pl- they couldn't so, play with us. Danielle. So you have a they Yankee could. point and a Giant point. What are they? Yeah, Giant, giant point. Uh, the, the Giants have to open it up. They have a good tight end. Yeah. Uh, the kid Jalen, whatever his name is. Hyatt, yeah. Him. Yeah, they have to be throwing him more. He was the, he was the stud of the Volunteers uh, last year. I used to watch him against the yep. Gators. Once and, he slips behind a defense, he is unstoppable. They just have to are. be able to give Daniel Jones enough time for him to do that. That's right. the problem. And also the other kid they're missing also is kid, Aguilaria, the kid that went to UGA. He was he was missing the last game. The linebacker for the Giants. Oh, whoa. I know Absolutely. what you're talking about. His name is no, Escape. He was a stud. He was a stud linebacker. He was all SEC linebacker when he went to UGA. Yeah, but he'll be back tomorrow. Ojolari is his name. He'll be back well, tomorrow. Ojolari, that's him. He, he was great. Mm-hmm. He was one of the best linebackers in all of college football when he mm-hmm. was a senior at UGA. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the Giants have good players. Yeah. I, think the I Leeds, love when they drafted him. I was I was advocating for the no, Giants to draft great, him. No, he's a great, he's a great player. Like real, not good, Daniel. Great. The problem is the he, problem he's, is, he's got a hard time staying on the field. That's what it is. Exactly. Yeah. The, the weakness for the Giants, they're very young in the secondary, a cornerback. The safeties are good, but other teams take advantage of their young kids. That the kid from University of Maryland's playing the cornerback. He'll be good, but he's still a kid. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we're watching you know it on saying? TV right now. Zach Wilson. We're we're watching it. And thanks for the call there, Brian. Yeah. I mean, we are watching it. The, the, these these. Guys need to develop. Ojolari is a great player for the Giants. He'll be back on Monday, which is fantastic. Great news for the Giants. I love when they picked him up in the draft. I loved it. I advocated for it. But he's got a problem staying on the field. That's part of it. But he'll be back. We'll see what happens. 877-337-6666. John in Brooklyn's up next here on a fan. What's up, John? 
Hi, Dad. Couldn't hear you, too. Oh, sorry. How uh, are you? Doing well. So, um, so I'm a big Mets fan. I wanted to know what you think uh, David Stern is going to come out and say tomorrow during his press conference. Yeah. And uh, what direction do you think the Mets should go through, if there are any names at the top of your head? Um, I'll hang up, and I'll, I'll wanna, I won't listen to what you have to say. Yeah, Thank John, you. two really great questions there. Um, what I want to hear from Stearns tomorrow is um, a commitment to both analytics and Gut managing. I want to hear, we have finally developed our our pitching lab to where the rest of the league is. I want to hear, we're looking for fast, hungry, young players that run the base as well. Um, I'm looking for him to say, hey, look, uh, we're bringing Pete Alonso back. Hey, look, but my first order of business is, is to rebuild this rotation in this bullpen. Pitching wins games. Pitching wins championships. Those are things I'm looking to hear. Yes, we're going to start the managerial search right away. In fact, I've already got some calls out. That's what I want to hear. Um, so, and, 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 and you know, off the top of my head, I would love to see Blake Snell play his home games in Queens. He, he would be the top of that rotation immediately. Blake Snell, what a stud pick that would be for the Mets. Yamamoto, I, I don't know enough about him with my own eyes. I've read that he's great, but I want to be able to do it myself and see. Um... I would kind of stay away from Shohei Otani uh, unless he's going to give me a discount the, the first year he's not going to be able to pitch. So if you kind of can work out a deal where uh, you know he give him a, you know, gives a little bit of a discount for that first year, I, I, he would be a player I would seriously consider bringing in otherwise because he fills two needs, a designated hitter and a pitcher. So, yeah, the Mets have a lot of work to do. <laughs> in other words, the Mets have a lot of work to do. But, uh, yeah, buried in today's football news is the fact that uh, Buck Showalter is not returning as Mets manager in 2024. Conklin just dropped a pass in the end zone that hit him in the hands. It was a tough catch, but he did, it, it you know, hits you in the hands. You should be able to catch it. And uh, he didn't. He dropped it. And now uh, the score is it's a field goal. score is now 17-5. to five. Kansas City over New York with uh, nine minutes about to go till halftime. Uh, coming up next is going to be Lori Rubinson at 10 p.m. My name is Daniel McCartan with you on the fan till then. Welcome back to WFAN Sports Talk Radio here in New York City. My name is Daniel McCartan hanging with you till 10. Lori Rubinson will come your way then. Uh, Connor and I are watching the Jet game on two separate TVs in two separate rooms. Uh, but we are reacting as though we are in the same room. Uh, it's not like the Jets haven't had opportunity tonight. Um, they had, uh, was it Rucker that the ball hit him in the hands in the end zone? He dropped it. They settled for a field goal. A uh, couple shots at the end zone here. Uh, I believe it was one of the first throw was Garrett Wilson, I believe, overthrown. Um, but but here they are. The Jets are at second in goal. And wow. Imagine a 17-12 score going into the half. You got to be thinking about that now. The, the, the Jets are keeping this keeping this close. They have picked off Patrick Mahomes once, although it wasn't Sauce Gardner as I was hoping it was going to be. Uh, but this looks like a uh, oh, a touchdown Jets, touchdown Jets. Who's that? CJ Uzama for the first time in forever. The Jets know how to use a tight end. I'm shocked. Wow, seven plays, forty-one yards. All it took was three minutes and sixteen seconds. Wow. From the two, 
here's what happened. Zach Wilson dropped back to pass, faked the handoff to Brees Hall, play action fake, there it is, very patient, and hit Uzama in the right corner of the end zone. That was a great fake by Zach Wilson. He was looking left, 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 all of a sudden turned his head right and, and hit Uzama. That was a great throw. That was a great throw and catch. And now it is 17-12 with 6.26 to go until halftime. This is as good as you could have expected from the Jets tonight. That was an excellent fake. Looked the defense off with his eyes and put it only where Uzama could have caught that ball. Good for you, Zach Wilson. Good for you. And that's my mom texting me from Vegas. They're at, uh, she said, touchdown Jets. (laughs) Uh, They're at Caesars Palace. Yep. Beautiful. Wish I was there. (laughs) 877-337-6666. And uh, you know what? I just posted a video. I made one on the commercial asking this question. Carlos Rodon, who the hell do you think you are? Uh, Maybe it's me that's confused, but you gave up four runs on your first 22 pitches of the game Friday night. And your pitching coach took a walk out to the mound to help you after you let two more runners get on base. And you have the nerve to turn your back to him. And not only that, give him the little, I don't know, ex hand, not once but twice. That is so rude. You know, Friday night and his final start of the season, Rodon faced exactly and only eight batters. Six hits, two walks. They all got on base. He allowed eight runs, and he re- failed to record a single out. And and Friday night, I'm sitting at a bar with my friend in Wayne, Wayne, New Jersey. And um, we could see the TV, but it was kind of far at the other end of the bar. Um, actually, asked them to put on the uh, New York Liberty game on the other TV, and they did. So, you know what? Thanks, Maggie's. Maggie's in... Uh, Maggie's in in Wayne, New Jersey. She she put it on. The bartender put it on. It was great. And so they had the Mets on. They had the Yankees on and the Liberty. I was in heaven. But anyway, um, I could see the TV, but it was far. And I have really great, I have like 20-20 vision. And I said to my friend, I was like, please tell me that that innings graphic says the seventh inning, not the first, right? And she was like, no, I'm pretty sure it says one. I was like, are you kidding me? Eight nothing with no outs in the bottom the, the bottom of the first inning. That is incomprehensible for this guy who has drawn comparisons to and, and rightfully so to 2007 K Igawa to bite the hand that feeds. I mean, not in that position. And Matt Blake said, "Quote: You can't act like that. We can't have that happen again." And Aaron Boone, who never criticizes a player, said he needs better mound presence there, and we don't want that to happen. Apparently, Boone and Rodon had a long conversation behind closed doors after that game. So don't say I didn't, say I didn't warn you. This right here is a guy that cannot handle pitching in New York City. Friday night, he tied the Major League Baseball historical record for the most earned runs without recording a single out. He finished this season with the career worst, 6.85 ERA. And he's the only, oh, think about how long the Yankees have been around. He's the only Yankees starting pitcher, minimum 60 innings pitched, to finish 
the season with an ERA worse. One tick under what what 2007 Igawa's was. Igawa was 6.90. Rodon was 6.85. Oh, yeah, and the injuries that we talked about before the Yankees signed him. I mean, he didn't make his first start as a Yankee until July 7th. Come on. It's always a different part of his body that's ailing him, which which is a problem. Like I said and have been saying past couple months, it's not like it's one part of his body that you can say, okay, we'll get surgery and we'll fix it. It's not that. It's it's the back, the wrist, the, everything, just all of it. It's a problem. So Friday night, here's your position coach coming to help you out, coming to give you a breather with this pitch clock. You're a bigger guy. He's taking a moment. He's pausing the game for you to get on the same page with your catcher, and you acted like a complete hothead. And I know Rodon called it embarrassing. He called it very embarrassing, actually, or really embarrassing. And I agree. And I'm also adding it's arrogant behavior, it's selfish behavior, and most importantly, it's uncoachable behavior. And if it does not change... I can't see Carlos Rodon getting much better while he's here. He might not be long for New York City. 877-337-6666. As Isaiah Pacheco continues to slash the Jets' defense, he's now doing push-ups on the field. He's rushed for 80 yards. He's received 42 of them. What a night. Have a night for him. And uh, let's see. My friend just sent me a picture here. (laughs) This is funny. Oh, man. She wrote, Patrick Mahomes' wife is not looking happy with the new Taylor Swift crew in the house. And there's a picture of, like, all of them kind of, like, celebrating. You know, Taylor Swift and Ryan Reynolds. She's grabbing his arm. The whole thing. And then at the bottom of the screen is old Brittany Mahomes with this big old puss on her face. (laughs) She looks like she ate something sour. Oh, I, that that was so predictable. This Brittany Mahomes thing was completely predictable because he, she loves being the center of attention. You know, you don't even see the Mahomes brother on the screen anymore. He must be having a, you know, he must be having a conniption. He must be knocking on the sweet door. He wants to get in there so bad to make a TikTok with Taylor Swift. And and Brittany Mahomes has been pushed to the side. She is not happy, and it's you know what? She's annoying. She is. And did you see that they all went out for dinner last night? It was Blake Lively and Taylor Swift and uh, uh, Sophie Turner, uh, Joe Jonas's ex-wife. And by the way, um, Aaron Rodgers was at Joe Jonas's birthday party over the summer. Just just clarifying that. But and, and then so Taylor Swift and, and Blake Lively went together. Sophie Turner came separately and Brittany Mahomes came separately. And it's like that Dane Cook bit of like the friend that nobody likes. Like, Brittany Mahomes clearly in that crew of, of women who is the friend that nobody likes, and they just felt like they had to invite her out to dinner. Had to. And she went, and good for her, she went, but she is not looking at I, I, You know what? I'm going to have to, I'm going to put this on social media, at, at uh, Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. And this is something else. I don't know if I can just do this right from the text message. Can I do that? I don't think so. But uh, listen, 17 to 12 with with the two-minute warning coming up. 
This is this is this is all part of the master plan here for the Jets. This is not so bad. And we go back to when I talked about, you know, the, the three things that the Jets can do to, to win win this game. The first thing I said was hope for a glitch from the offensive line. That hasn't happened. Mahomes has not been sacked yet in this game. All right, so then you move on to the next thing. Completely negate Travis Kelsey. Make him a non-storyline, I said. And when you look at Travis Kelsey, he's only had three catches for, for 37 yards. I mean, that's not remarkable yet. I don't, I don't want to jinx anything, but that's not too remarkable just yet. And then Zach Wilson needs to just play better. And it's, it's you know, this, this narrative that the offensive line, like, sucks, it's not... It's not all the way true. I know they're not elite. I, I know they're not Philadelphia. You know, I know they're not Dallas. I know they're not Kansas City. And Mahomes just barely, narrowly avoided a sack from Lawson. Got him by the shoestrings, and, and Mahomes let the ball go. He was out of the pocket. It was good. It was fine. No harm, no foul. Forces a fourth down, though. Fourth and three from the Jets. I don't know. It looks like, uh, what, the 16, the 17-yard line? Probably get some points out of this. Field goal at least. But this Jets narrative that the offensive line isn't uh, isn't great. Well, when you look at um, pocket time, that's a statistic measured in seconds. Zach Wilson has a pocket time going into this game. I'm measuring all the quarterbacks going into this game. Pocket time of 2.7 seconds so far this season. And going into these week four games... It's tied for the most in the league. Among all 34 guys that have started a game so far this season, it's tied for 34th. I mean, it's tied for first among all 34. And if you're curious, the other guys are Russell Wilson, Howell Fields, and Richardson. But I also like, because Zach Wilson's a mobile quarterback, he, he does buy himself some time at times. There's another statistic. It's called time to throw. Probably better, because that one incorporates throws outside of the pocket. And I almost fell off my chair when I when I saw this. Next Gen Stats says that Zach Wilson has, so far this season, not counting tonight so far, 3.22 seconds to throw the ball. 3.22 seconds. That is significant because that is the most among all quarterbacks that have ever been under center so far this season. So this whole narrative that the that the offensive line is crap and terrible and all that, it's, 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 it's kind of fake news at this point. It's up to Zach now to make some plays happen. And the first three drives all tonight ended in, in three separate punts. But the two most recent drives was a, you know, a field goal. And, uh, I mean, at first a touchdown and then a field goal. But before all that was the safety. So can we look at this game and say maybe the safety was the turning point of the game? You've got Zach Wilson out-dueling Patrick Mahomes, believe it or not. A rating of 106 to Mahomes' 76.5. I mean, that's why I never pick these games in my survivor pool. And stupid me, pick the Chiefs. Let's see. <laughs> let's see. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, but well, let's see what happens. 877-337-6666. And we'll talk some Giants next. Uh, it's not Daniel Jones' fault. Okay, it's just not. I'll give you my Giants prediction. Uh, coming up next, and, and Lori Rubinson comes your way at 10 p.m. Best misery business. What a, a fitting song. 
for the New York football giants as the Jets just joint, doinked. I think it was a 42-yarder off the right goalpost with 26 seconds remaining in the half. It was a good hold. Looked like it was hooking to the right, and all of a sudden it veered left and doinked off the goalpost and did not go in. Unlucky. But uh, this 1-2 and two start for the New York football giants is, by the way, not all Daniel Jones's fault. I repeat, not all Daniel Jones's fault. Call me up, 877-337-6666. You know, he just signed a massive deal this offseason to stay with the Giants, so I get it. He's an easy target for your ire. I understand. But when does the narrative start to look beyond the quarterback's production? There's two areas I'd point to, how bad this Giants offensive line is and how bad the Giants defense is. Like, A, the offensive line. Everybody knows. Everyone that listens to my show knows that Daniel Jones is 1,000% better with Saquon Barkley in the backfield behind him. And we've talked at length about this before. Not only is Jones a better quarterback, but the offense is just that much more efficient with Barkley out there. So no Barkley in week three at San Francisco and a doubtful Barkley for week four at home. And it's just, it's not good for the offense. And the Giants have used a different combination of men to start on that offensive line every single game so far this season. How can you build trust? How can you build continuity? And it shows because on 11% of Daniel Jones' dropbacks so far this season, he has been sacked. Not hurried, sacked. And as of right now, there are only four teams worse off than the Giants in that category. Through three games, Daniel Jones has been under pressure 47% of the time. That is unsustainable. That is unmanageable. And that's kind of dangerous. Like, how could you do your job effectively when you know you are under extreme duress in every single snap? And by that, I mean running for your life. I mean, you saw that meme or GIF. I call it a GIF. You might call it a GIF, whatever. But you saw it. He was surveying the 49ers defense that, that last game, and he was gulping. And people laugh, but I felt bad for him. There are 11 guys on that offensive unit. There's only so much one quarterback can overcome. And B, when does the narrative shift to how bad the Giants' defense is? Look at a couple of these stats. They're 30th out of 32 teams in, in allowing points per game. They are 30th in opponent touchdowns per game. 28th in opponent yards per play. 28th in third down conversion percentage. By the way... If you play the Giants, you convert on third down 49% of the time. That is ridiculous. 24th in opponent total yards per game. 28th in opponent rush yards per game. 26th in opponent pass yards per game. 31st in sack percentage. The Giants defense has only forced one fumble this entire season, and they didn't even recover it. <laughs> and and the Raiders picked the ball off earlier today. We'll see what the Giants do tomorrow because those were the only two teams that have not recorded an interception yet this season. Zero interceptions from this Giants defensive unit through three weeks. That's just unacceptable. So as an offense, as a quarterback, when your defense can't flip the field for you or steal you at least one extra possession a game, you are extremely limited. As an offense, as a quarterback, when you're playing catch-up, when your game plan goes completely out the window, that's a problem. Look at look beyond the narrative. I challenge you to. Like, this disastrous start is not all on the shoulders of Daniel Jones. And before I go, prediction, few prop bets. 
Uh, let's put it this way. For the Giants, as Zach Wilson breaks off a very far run, he didn't slide, got whipped around. That was dangerous, but he's all right. Two things the Giants, three things the Giants are going to need to do to win this game. One, they're going to need to protect Daniel Jones just a little bit better. This Seahawks pass defense is not that good. So I could see lots of yards for Daniel Jones if he just gets the time. Now, add in that there's two Seattle cornerbacks listed as out and another one listed as doubtful. That's Daniel Jones's bread and butter. Come on, Jalen Hyatt, over the top. But I don't know, because Andrew Jones, Andrew Thomas, the, the Giants' best offensive lineman, will not play with that hamstring. And Seattle's pass rush is pretty good. But if they could just protect Daniel Jones a little bit better, give him just a little bit more than the 2.4 seconds of pocket time and 2.8 seconds to throw the ball, you could potentially see a 300-yard performance from Jones. Like, 2.8 seconds to throw the ball is 20th in the entire league. Like, how far can his receivers even get downfield in those 2.8 seconds? Think about their 40 times. It's, just, it's not a good situation. Plus, Daniel Jones has been sacked 12 times this season. And going into the, the games today, week four, only three guys were sacked more often. Howell, Fields, and Tannehill. So number two, how the Giants can pull this one off. It's more defensively, actually, for me. You got to tackle the guy. Going into week four, the Giants have the fourth most missed tackles in the entire league. And DK DK Metcalf, the human wrecking ball, for that reason, scares me. Per next-gen stats, the 49ers gained 215 of their 310 passing yards after the catch against the Giants. After the catch. 70% 70% of their passing yardage was after the catch was made. That's just inexcusable. And number three, you got to get after Geno Smith. You got to generate some sort of semblance of a pass rush. I know Aziz Ojolari is going to be missing, you know, missing time with the hamstring injury, but he's back. He will be back. And I know there's a tackle listed as doubtful for the Seahawks. So, and if Charlie Cross, that's his name, he's their starting left tackle. If he's downgraded to out, The Giants might have a real shot. The Giants' defense, by the way, has only registered two sacks entering week four. That's good for second to last in the league. And in fact, opposing quarterbacks are only hurried 2% of the time. That's actually last. It's like enough time for the opposing quarterback to, to, to set up a damn picnic while they're back there. I mean, the Giants have exactly zero interceptions entering week four. Their pass defense was a complete no-show against Brock Purdy last week. And if there is ever a time for this unit to step it up and take control of the game, it's this week. Just like it's time for Zach Wilson to take, a, take control of this game this week. I know it's, it's been a surprisingly atrocious performance from Wink Martindale's unit so far this season. That has been the biggest disappointment of the season so far. So... The one adjustment I would make, and I'm no defensive coordinator, but I would move Adoree Jackson out of the slot. Please and thank you. So we'll see how this Jets game ends up wrapping up tonight. I did predict for them to lose, but if they do, um, we'll see. They're losing at the half. So, so far, though, I'm 6-0 and on the season when you combine the Giants games and Jets games. So uh, the last I checked, the Giants were two-point underdogs at home. Primetime underdogs, the Seattle Seahawks. I hope I'm wrong. But I'm going uh, Seahawks 27, Giants 17. 
Seahawks 27, Giants 17. I hope I'm wrong. There is some daylight for the Giants to come away with a win. There is. And um, this is, it's halftime at the Meadowlands. Kansas City Chiefs 20, New York Jets 12. And that is the best possible scenario uh, for the Jets at this moment in time. And they had two actual shots at the end zone. Twice. Balls were just dropped. So that's good news. They've picked off Patrick Mahomes twice, which is also good news. So, hey, maybe the Jets can pull this one off tonight. Wouldn't that be something? And the Taylor Swift narrative can can go to bed for a little bit. And the new narrative is going to be the Jets steal one from the Chiefs. We'll see what happens. Stay tuned. (laughs) 877-337-6666 is the number to get aboard for Lori Rubinson. She's up next right here on The Fan. And thanks to all the callers tonight. Could not have done it without you. I love coming here and talking with you. And thanks again for hanging with me. And if you missed any portion of tonight's show, Hit the Odyssey Rewind feature. Select the start of the show, which was around 6.30 p.m. I don't remember exactly. Great job to Connor Green behind the glass. Pete McCarthy, Peter Schwartz on the updates. And next time I'll see you on the radio, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, But uh, if you're going to the Giants 5K next Sunday, I will see you there at the Meadowlands for the Giants 5K race. I'm wearing a blue shirt. McCartan on the back. Can't miss me. In the meantime, at Coach McCartan on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We'll keep the conversation going. Sports Radio 1019 FM, WFAU.